Welcome back to the Stupidest Podcast. This is your host, Justin Vandeventer, and with me is the bald, the bearded, the beautiful... Me? Yes. Uh, that's Justin Rademacher. I, I I heard bearded and beautiful. I the, the third one threw me. I thought you were talking about our guest for a second. Yeah, we have our first guest on the show. We have who? Josh Danderan. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Stupidest Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for being our first guest. We're excited. I'm we got, excited. We got a good one, I think, for our first one. I think so, too. First and last. First and last <laughs> guest. God, I hope not. I hope <laughs> it goes better than that. <laughs> this might be our last episode. <laughs> so, first off, let's explain who Josh is. Well, how, you guys have heard of... You guys, have, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard Josh's name scattered throughout. He's my roommate. I live with him up in Cloquet. And uh, we play a lot of disc golf together. I play a lot with him now. Oh yeah, yeah. We play just got done. Yeah, we just got done playing. Actually, I've played more rounds with Dan Duran than probably anybody else, other than you. Yeah, that's probably true. Unless you play with your coworkers. I know you play with them every now and then. Yeah, I don't know how often. I'm not there. Yeah, I play with Joey quite a bit. That's good. But Dan, Dan Duran's the number two guy. Yeah. Well, Josh, He's killing it right now. Josh, you're killing it. Your distance is freaking out there, man. Yeah, man. It just kind of happened. I've been working on my backhand distance the most. And your but, forearms are killing well, it today. Well, I was going to say today kind of shocked all of us. Yeah, that including you, myself. You had your your longest forehand drive today. You went past the the what what do you call it? The garages. I know. That one that hit on top of the shed was freaking nuts. Yeah, both yeah. of them. Yep. That was insane. But thanks, man. I appreciate the compliment because I have been working on it every day. I mean, I don't know a day that's gone by that I haven't played disc golf or practiced. Or or putted inside like in exactly. the winter. Yeah. You've yep. definitely improved. Like you've always been good, but I definitely could tell major improvement in the small parts of the game. You know, Since I mean. the last time I played with you. I don't know how deep you want to go right away about tournaments. Yeah, we can go as deep as you want. So I guess just to toot my own horn to start, I did win my first tournament. That wasn't that was like not long ago. That yep, was that was two weeks ago. And uh the reason I bring it up is not to brag, but after winning that a brag. I yeah, would. okay, it's a brag. You need to brag. <laughs> but also I felt great. It, it felt great to win. But I was bringing it up because after that win, I just had this blast of confidence. Well, you should. I yep. mean, you're you're um, you're doing really well, man. So the confidence, though, that was like a new fuel. Like every like two weeks, there's something in disc golf that just gets me more excited to practice. Sometimes it's bad. Like, wow, I did so bad. I need to go practice. But this was the opposite. I did so good. I'm like, wow, what is my potential here? That confidence from that tournament and the cheering from the crowd when they announced me was so cool. And then after that, I mean... You've seen me these last two weeks. There's been a jump. Uh, a big jump. Yeah, and distance wasn't even the part I was expecting. That's just cool. And it, it's just, it just came and came hard. Mm-hmm. What, I'm, what I'm noticing since the last time I was with you is by, by distance, I mean, it's the, your shape shots. You're getting distance on your shape shots. Yeah, right, instead of just straight. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm learning that new – that. You taught me today, literally, like to do a little bit of a different kind of an anizer on my forehand. And it didn't work today, but <laughs> it's something I can work on. 
And especially if I have you as a teacher, because, oh, man, if I can just replicate half of what you got, I'll be good. Well, thanks, guys. Yep, I... Yeah, you're killing it. I just am going to play as much as I have before, yeah. so hopefully I keep getting better. We all are getting better, though. Yeah. All of us. I was saying that me and Roddy here played... Do you call him Roddy on the show? Yeah, I've yeah. been called Roddy. Okay, good. I call him Roddy, so it's going to come out naturally. I I think I've called him Justin twice. We can call him, whatever. We can call him whatever we want, Josh. Because I, I always go Roddy and Vandy, so for you <laughs> listeners yeah. out there... That's I'm what we're assuming... labeled on the, the website, so... Yep. Good. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I remember when you... You, we were talking to James one time, and you you said Justin, and he's like, "Who's who's Justin?" Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've noticed improvement in all three of us. Uh, me and Roddy played a tournament this last weekend, and it was a team tournament with our buddy Jarrell. And I was just telling him today, I was just thinking back on that tournament, and I just it was a tough course for some. It was very wooded. The whole there's three courses on this big property. Um, what was, all the, what was the name of the property? Where did you guys play? So it was in Ogilvy, Minnesota, and the property is called Chain's Edge. Um, it's kind of like Blue Ribbon Pines in that it's privately owned. Nice. So yep. it's a big acreage, all woods, and the guy made his own course. Yep. So you got to like reach out to him if you want to play and exactly. let it let him know when you're going to want to play. And yep. Cost five bucks. Yeah, five bucks. Yep. Oh, or eight. Nice. It's something like yeah. that. Yeah. We we just because actually he was gone at the time when we went there the very first time. And we just, he told us just to leave cash under a rock. Yep, we did. That's yep. pretty sweet. Um, That's what I anyway, love about this community, though, yeah. too. But anyway, I just, if we had played that course two months ago, which we did yeah. to practice, yep. it kicked our butts. And now it's like these tight lines in the woods. Of course, we're going to miss some. Yeah. Of course, we're going to hit a tree. But the amount of times just severely went down. Yeah, like, it at dropped. this tournament, we just were so good. And it, I just can't wait to see the future, man. Yeah, I was proud of all three of us yeah. and how we played, especially like against our card mates and stuff. Like yep. it was, it was fun. And you know what? It's June still. We started in September, man. We haven't it, even hit our one year anniversary. I think we are far beyond what I thought we could be. Well, in I September. think I think it helps that we have a a disc golf course. Literally, I can in step outside car, and I'm yeah. I'm on a disc golf course. <laughs> that. Is probably the biggest advantage I've ever heard from anyone we've met in yep. disc golf. Because some people will be like, oh, yeah, I have a hole in my yard. Yeah. Like, I, have a, I have a basket. Yeah. You guys have, what, 36 holes here? Yep, yep. 36. But it's funny, too, because some people will say, like, I have a home course. I try yeah. to get there as much as possible. But as this sport grows, which after this last weekend, I think we're going to see another spike. Um, For sure. The courses are going to get more full. But ours isn't. We're always going to have an empty course to play at whatever pace we need in practice. And it's neat, man. It's neat. Yeah, it's it's special. Yeah. But, um, I'm I, jealous. I, I would, I'm very jealous. Yeah, but you're always yeah. welcome. I, um, I was going to say, I know you said you were like tooting your own horn, but I've played these tournaments. And for those of you that have not played a disc golf tournament, even MA3, which is like the lowest division you can be in, that is a that they're tough to win. So you're, it's, it's, you should toot your own horn because <laughs> the best I think I've done on a tournament is fourth. And I think I'm, I'm decent, mm -hmm. but I've only gotten fourth on a tournament. So when you guys get to these tournaments and you guys tell these guys that you've only been playing for what, six months, seven months, oh, what, the, what do they say? It depends on who we're playing with. Yeah. When we're playing with the other MA3s, some are impressed, but some MA3s like us have started around the same time. So it's not as impressive. 
it's like league. Um, when we play league, those are with way better players than us. MA1s and Open Division. They're the ones that are most impressed, actually. And they're the ones that are really good, but they see the potential. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that means that's we, really cool. Yeah, that's, we can be there good. someday, I think, because they're just like, wait, you've only been playing since September? Like But again, it's it it comes down to having the course at the house. Yeah. yeah. It we've helps we've been playing some since September, but other people who maybe started in September haven't played as much as us. Well, they probably have only played like a third because how off like if you don't like if we just go based off how many times we've played outside of the house course. Nothing compared to it. Exactly. Like we would maybe go out once a week, maybe twice a week. Right. Like, yeah. That's different than every day. Yep. And this course isn't going anywhere. Yeah. We've nope. got it forever. And we can Forever. change it up. We can change it up if we need to. Like if we need to make it a little more difficult, we can. If we need to, if we need to make longer holes, we can. Like we can do kind of whatever we want to do. Just... I like. I like that we have extra baskets even too. Yeah. Because uh, that little approach practice that we created. That's just another thing we can do in this property because it's so big. Yeah. Just do like just have the the baskets like hundred, hundred fifty yep. feet, two hundred. Well, hundred. Then we did one hundred and twenty. Just that small increment, one hundred and thirty. Do like four rounds each of just approaches as close as you can get. And it shows. It shows when you get to the tournament. Get that muscle memory. Just think how you guys started to just go into that auction or garage sale or whatever and you found the baskets. Like, ah, this would be a fun yard game. Now look at it. Have you guys told that origin story yet? No. I I don't think we have. I don't think so either. You you, you tell it. Okay. This is how we even started disc golf. (laughs) Me and my wife, Chantel who is also, of course, she lives here. <laughs> <laughs> she actually, she lives yeah. down the road. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They her, keep her in a closet and yeah. let her out every once in a while. Her and I were uh, in Little Falls where her parents live, and we were at an estate sale just for fun. And this guy had five baskets for sale for way cheap. Like, and it was 100 bucks. Yeah, 100 bucks for five baskets. Yeah, and... Hey, you'll never find that again. No, and it's funny because we had no, like desire to become disc golfers or even really to play it the desire was to get those five baskets because we have a big property put them up and then that's another fun yard game because we play bottle bash we play football catch we did play frisbee pig way before disc golf we're throwing frisbees at the basketball hoop that was super fun and then of course we have board games all the video games. We're just a gaming household between yep. me and my wife and Roddy. We love games. Well, because at that time, that's what we did. We did. Oh, I think at that point is when we just got internet was when we got the baskets. And we were just playing games all the time. Like right. every night. Yep. So the disc golf started only because it's another fun thing to do at the house. And we thought it'd be really fun to have guests over and play some disc golf when the weather's nice. Mm-hmm. So we get the baskets. We bring them home. Roddy sees him and we're like, oh, sweet. And he had the same thought, like, oh, cool, another game. He had a few discs that yep. he had gotten years before. And then when we got the baskets, the guy who sold them to us gave us all of his discs. Just starter discs, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And we just went out and threw and had no clue what we were doing. So we played around that first night and we're like, this is neat. Played around the next night. Oh, this is cool. And then I just casually went on YouTube because I'm like, how do you like putt? Because I thought at the time, I know how to throw a frisbee. Well, I didn't. And yeah. then he got sucked in. But the, <laughs> when I go on YouTube and then you see all the content, it's like, what? It's mind-boggling. Okay, this is a thing. I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know there was pros. 
I didn't know people were making tip videos. And uh, so it started with just how do I putt better? And some of the videos were just funny. It was just fun to watch. For sure, like, yeah. Just entertainment. And yeah. You know what's really funny, dude? I still, every day I go on YouTube and just type in disc golf, just like I did on day one, and just see what's new content. But it's really funny because I'll come across those first videos. I remember the first night I saw a video for beginning disc golfers, and it was by Nate Sexton. And watching that video, Nate Sexton could have been some guy downtown. Yeah, some nobody. Yeah. He, who knows who this weirdo is? And now it's like, oh my gosh, I watched a Nate Sexton video. I didn't even realize it was Nate Sexton. And it's really crazy. The next video I watched was the forehand because I was like, how do people do that? And that was Jeremy Colling, yeah. big germ. And yeah. it's like, I'm watching these people. I have no So you started your YouTube videos with like two of the greatest? Yep. Yep. Like, that are playing right now? And just, you just had no clue. Yeah. Just pure accident of like, um to really 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 good guys yep i think uh this this has been the coolest journey this was unexpected i mean obviously we're going to get into music later and that's why i'm here yeah that's the topic of today we haven't gotten to the topic i mean we're obviously we'll gonna get, get there. there we're we'll gonna get have there we're gonna have an hour's worth of talk about music yeah so. um and of course all the things we go through in life jobs this and that but at 31 years old I had no clue this was going to happen because, sure, you have hobbies. I like to golf. I like to ball golf. But it wasn't like this desire. Yeah, to, to get like, better. And... I like Madden, uh, you know, a lot. I like video games, kind of. I like board games. I like hanging out with people. But this disc golf thing, what the heck? It's a, it's a burning desire. I dream about it. I watch it constantly and we play it constantly. This... Is so neat because this is going to be the rest of our lives now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to hit 40 years old because then we can play tournaments with the MA40s. Yeah, you guys sucked me right in. Yeah, it's... When you guys started playing and I was, hey, we got this new game. We're getting pretty good at it. And I'm like, all right, all right. right. So I bought a, bought a beginner set and I, and I just started watching videos like you were talking and I'm like, and I sucked is what really pissed me off. And I've told this again. <laughs> Like, I, I've never picked up a sport where I was just terrible. Yeah, you've always been at least, like, been able to compete a little bit. And yeah, and then I come up here and play with you guys, and I'm like, I should be able to compete with them. And I I still blow nuts, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, It's cool that you got into the videos, though, because that is just a testament to how amazing that community is. Yeah. Because oh, you did the same thing I did. When you go to the video, you just like these strangers. And then a month later, you know all their names, you know who to follow, yep. and they're nice. You feel like part of something big. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this this community is so nice too. Like I've lost a couple of discs now, and I've gotten every one of them returned. Right? Yep. Same. Yeah, they'll call same. you, let them, or it's even if they crazy. can't get it to you, like there's somewhere you'll like. I've heard of stories where they lose them in different states, and they're like, "Oh, I lost that when I was there." Like keep it. Like that's what happened to me. Yeah. I have that glow driver now. I yeah. found it at League. Yeah. I called the guy. He's like, hey, man, I'm in the cities. And if you don't live down here, consider it a gift. And I was like, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And then the opposite, I've uh, called that one guy. You found that when the lake was frozen over. Yep. Called him. And he was at the tournament that I won. I even set an alarm. This was three months in advance. I had texted him. He's like, hey, bring it to the tournament. I see you're signed up. And then I put an alarm for the day before the tournament, three months later, 
so I don't forget it. And I bring it to him and he's like, I haven't seen this disc in three months. That's, you know, it's just so cool. That's a very cool story. I lost a disc. And while I was looking for mine, I found a disc. I call up the guy and he goes, oh, I'm only a block away from there. He goes, I'll be right over. He comes over. I give him his disc. He goes, so how how did you find it? Were you just throwing it? I go, no, I'm actually still looking for mine. He's like, sweet, I'll help you. He spent the, like, the next half hour with me. And he helped find my desk. That's wow. awesome. That's yeah, this really is just—it's cool. not like any other sport. Yeah. Um, we talked about this during the tournament because we were having such a good time. Uh, this tournament, Roddy and I played as a three-rounder. Um, two day or? Yep, two days, three. This is rounds. a three-man. Yep. Yeah. Triple. The second round, we played with a card. That was probably one of my favorite cards I've ever. Yeah, played the with. second. Second round. Those was... guys were awesome, but. The thing that's so great about disc golf is, yes, they're your competitors. And at a tournament, everyone's your competitor. But yet, you drain a 30-foot putt, every one of your competitors is like, get it, yeah. Yeah. No sport is like that. Where you're cheering. Imagine if we're watching football. I'm, I'm a Jaguars fan, and we'll get into this later, too. If I see the Titans score a touchdown, I'm not like, wow, what a great pass. Good for him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm irate, dude. It's it's it, just it has to be an amazing play. Uh, like, nope, no, not even that. Not even oh, that. I, I am. Unless if it's an amazing play, like if this is going to be a top ten on ESPN, I'm like, all right, I got to give it to him. That was that was no, nope. I don't even not sick. against not against my team. If I'm watching the Titans on a different game, I'll be like, wow, that was a good play. I was going to say if it's against the Jags, nope. I was going to say if I have somebody in fantasy football, great, go go for it. Like I'm I'm happy that. They did well, but if it's against the Rams, even if I have them in fantasy football, most likely I'm not going to start them against the Rams because I don't want to root against the Rams. Like, so there's a lot of heart in my fantasy football, which I mean, that's not necessarily always smart. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's a great sport just in the fact that yeah, everybody's happy for anything positive that happens to anybody. Doesn't matter who on the card it happens to. It's just. And it trickles all the way to the top. We're talking, we are just little tiny MA3s in Minnesota. Yep. But you watch the pros, it's the same. Well, it was crazy because Josh, during this tournament this weekend, he, how long was that? 180 some feet? It was like 147. 147 feet. He sank it from that, from that far, just threw it and it just chains, right? Just perfect. Everybody just exploded (laughs) in excitement. (laughs) everybody was yeah. excited. And it, it, I mean, it was an amazing shot. I would have been excited, obviously, because I'm his friend. I'm on his team. Like, that makes sense. Right. But the other team was just as excited as me. Like, Yeah, they were hugging me and like, it was crazy. Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about like that. Shots are sweet to watch. too. Yeah. That's that's the other great thing about disc golf, man. It doesn't matter who it is. When you see a, a disc fly through the woods without hitting anything, it's peaceful. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so silent. You can't hear it. Like, it's just this thing. It's a work of art. It yeah. is, yep. dude. It <laughs> really is. Just a bunch of hippies. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, you want to get in your first question? Oh, yeah. We have questions. I forgot about that. Yeah, let's get into some questions. Um, so, we're going to do this very similar to uh, how we normally do. We're going to ask Josh these questions. And uh, we're going to see what he has to say. I tailored some of mine specifically for him since he's our guest. Then Josh is actually going to give us questions, see if he's got any questions for us. Then we're going to get into the topic hour, 
where we have questions specific to a specific topic for the guest. And once again today, today's topic is music. Music. So we're going to talk an hour about music, see what Josh has to say about it. Around an hour. Around around an hour, yeah. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Yep. I have... uh, I don't have a whole lot of experience in music, so that's why I want to know about music. I have a little um, bit. I have a little bit, but not as much as our guest, by any I, means. I feel like that's a good way. Um, I know this is the stupidest podcast, but I feel if we bring in people that have topics that we don't know much about, we can all learn together, right? Absolutely. So if you don't know anything about music, this is great for you. If you do know things about music, maybe you can critique Josh. Maybe who, see see what... Who uh, thought they'd learn in the stupidest podcast? Exactly. We're going to try it. We'll see how it goes. Again, like Josh said, this might be our, our last guest episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. in 10 years of having guests, you'll change it to the smartest podcast. That's the goal. And middle, okay, five years, you can call it the learningest podcast. The learningest podcast. And Josh could be like, I started that. <laughs> yeah. I started that. The average knowledge <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the mediocre guys. <laughs> Okay, well, I got a question for you. Again, these are the first questions are just, I want to get to know Josh. I want you guys to get to know Josh. Um, so the first part, Josh uh, has something going on that Vandy and I don't have. He's married. So I want to know, Josh, what is the best part about being married? And what is the worst part about being married? Hmm. And if Shan's listening to this, there is no worst part. <laughs> skip whenever he says skip. <laughs> It's just the worst of the best. <laughs> That's a cool question, man. That's a really cool question. Well, I figure I'm not married. I don't know much about marriage. I mean, I know what I see from you guys, but I we don't talk about it, you know? You know, I'm guessing with all these questions, because that was really good. Props. That's an amazing question. Well, I thought you were going to be like, do you like tube socks or ankle socks better? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean... Hey, there goes your fourth question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you reading my questions over there? Do I have a mirror behind me? <laughs> no, uh, but anyway, regardless of the question, of course, it, I'm just like some dude, you know. So you ask this to someone else, and who knows what the answer will be like. But for me, marriage is great. I mean, it's no different than when we were dating. But that's because me and Chantel click we i don't think we act any different towards each other since the first week of dating you know well i've been there the whole way you have been so you know like it's just always been shan she's not any different and i'm not any different and so like for me this was smooth um i remember telling matt and gates back then and you that if i because this was right before we dated I remember, I know exactly what you're going to yep. say. I said, if I ask this girl out, we're probably going to get married. Because we had hung out a bunch. That's awesome. A lot before. We we were in the St. Cloud State band together for a whole year before we even dated. And she played clarinet and I played clarinet. So it wasn't like she was just in the band somewhere. We were right next to each other. I knew her really well. And because of that year of not dating and then thinking about dating, I was like, I... I just know there's no reason we'd break up. Yeah. I can see it. Were you attracted to her the whole time? Not particularly at first, and it's not like a surprise to Shan. It's not like I wasn't attracted, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't like a, oh. Like a, it wasn't like a lust, like, oh, I have to, I have to have this person. 
And, you know, it was timing. Everything was timing. Because that year, when I first met Chantel, I was like, oh, there's a clarinet player next to me. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I was really into Moonlight. We had just kind of started to do some stuff, play some shows, win some battles. That's when we had Gates. Yeah, and it was off firing. It was all new, too, and fresh. I thought I'd never be in a band again. Um, I remember that. So I wasn't, I wasn't really going after any girls that year. I was going after my goals again because my first goal a long time ago was to make it in a band. I thought that was over. All of a sudden, it's back and better than the first. So, yeah. And then it was just a matter of, Moonlight's the reason we got together. Yeah. Yep. Because we had a battle of the bands where we had to sell tickets. And I posted, like, if anyone buys tickets, I'll personally deliver them. So I went to her house because she uh, wanted to go. And I made true to my promise. I went and delivered. And uh, when I got there, I was like, oh, this place is sick. Super nice here. This girl is amazing. She'll talk about anything. And she's not... Well, I mean, you know her. She just didn't act like... Any other girl. There's, there's, yeah, there's there's, uh, there's a Fake difference. and real. Yeah. And, you know, you meet a lot of... Well, she was she was genuinely Shan. Like, exactly. she was she was herself. And yeah. she wasn't going to change it for you. She wasn't going to change it for anybody. Exactly. And she had, already hadn't changed. That's the bigger thing. Like, if a girl's... I shouldn't even say girl, because boys are the same. So if the person you're attracted to is already fake they're not going to become real one day so anyway the best part of being married uh i like um having someone there to be in bed with me every night it's super comforting yeah because i'll be there for you <laughs> but minus the the second half of that but it's nice you're a cuddler don't I'll, lie. I'll cuddle with you but i'm not <laughs> sleep I, I i actually i don't know I like sleeping by myself. Yeah, it's great when you have a girlfriend, but I'm, I like being by myself. Well, I don't. Well, I mean, like in the summer, of course, it's hot. With yeah, it gets hot. But I'm talking about like, I wake up from a night terror. I'll, mm. just, I'll just put my hand on her shoulder. I don't even need to snuggle. Just like, oh my gosh, she's right there. Does that help you? Like, have you ever like been in a dream and all of a sudden you're like, because I know I've I've heard Shan say this before, where she's in a dream and it's it's kind of get into that nightmarish part and she's just thinking of you or just trying to move so she can get your attention right. so that way you can like wake up and comfort her and is that kind of what you're i wouldn't say so for me no i usually just get scared shitless with whatever's <laughs> happening and then i wake up and then i'm super pumped that she's there that she's there and that i'm awake yeah. and that wasn't real mm -hmm. and then just sharing everything i like it we have two incomes which is nice because this house we live in is dope yeah it's the coolest house and i could not have done this without two incomes and she couldn't have either and thank you for letting me be here because <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> so yeah that's nice and then the worst part i don't i don't know if there's a worst part because i like doing the things she likes to do and it, it's always exciting too so like she comes to disc golf league with me she goes to our concerts uh, when she conducts com Cloquet Community Band, I go to her concerts. And I like that. I don't have a lot of classical music left in my life, but she does. So nice. I get to go see some classical music. Um, when she coaches softball, it's fun. I mean, any sort of softball or baseball games is fun to go to. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. And we don't really argue. We've been together. We've been married for two and a half years, but we dated for six years before that. So eight and a half years. I don't. 
we don't haven't had like a fight. I no, say, I don't think I've ever seen a fight. I've never seen you guys fight. There's never and... anything to fight about. No. Right. No, you don't have to answer the worst part. I was just trying to. If there was one, I would say it. But that's the other thing. If you ask someone else, they might give you way different answers. They right. might. They might give oh, an answer that uh, might cause them to not be married anymore. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, you kind of answered the question I was gonna ask, so I'm gonna switch this one up now. Do you think you'll ever have kids? I doubt it. Do you want kids? No. Just because. I don't know. I think I know what it is to want something. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to be better at disc golf, um, and you don't want kids. Exactly. My thing about kids, I think I probably want kids more than Chantel, but I don't really want kids. So if that says anything. So okay. the only way you would have kids is if you could train them to be the best disc golfer ever. Yeah. Nah. No? No, dude. I don't know. I feel like I'm 31, but I I swear I still have that old me in my brain. Because I'm I can, like that. I can feel like I'm 12 at any time. I mean, when the Jaguars are on TV, I'm a 12-year-old. Yeah. You know, I'm playing disc golf. I'm a 12 year old. Like I feel when I'm in moonlight rocking out, I'm a 12 year old. Like, and because of that, it's like, if, I think if I were to have kids and Abandy, you have a kid. So, I mean, you can counter this, but I feel like I'd have to give up some of my 12 year old wants. And that's selfish. So it's a selfish answer. And I'm aware that it's selfish. And Chantel's answers are pretty selfish as well. And she's aware that they're selfish, but she likes how much fun we have. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, it's a tough question because I don't want to offend anyone, but the extra money is nice too, mm. just because I know other people with kids. Yeah. Um, money goes towards kids. I probably wouldn't get to buy as many discs <laughs> or buy a brand new grill. You know, it'd be tighter. So, I thought kids were free. I didn't think you had to spend anything on them. You were thinking I thought you, way you can make there, them, buddy. I thought I you just, can make them for free. I thought you just filled their saucer bowl full of milk and leave them be. Fill maybe clean out their litter box every now and then. Is that not? But who knows? Um, I I can't imagine having the desire later. But if we do, we do. Um, I don't know for her either. The good news is she's five and a half years younger than me, so we have time to consider it. We have time to get established financially if we want to go down that route right and then i just never heard you guys talk about it or anything like yeah. that so i didn't know and then there's of course the old cliche but it's kind of true for us uh i i'm not a huge fan of the state of the world yeah yep and i don't really want to bring in a human that's going to get molded into this society because the parents can definitely mold but that's only a part of what is molding the child. Yeah, you're just putting the base down. They're at school, they're with their friends, and they're on their phones. The phones are the... The screens, and it's hard when you're a sponge mm-hmm. for a brain to know the difference between what you see on the screen and what's not on the screen. Well, you're a teacher, too, so you, you get to see it during school. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't get to see it at home, but you get to see it at school, so you do have some sort of experience without having the experience. Yeah. So there's just all that, you know. So I don't know. I don't think we'll have kids, but maybe we will. Okay. Hmm. All right. This one, I'm actually, I'm going a different direction now. This, uh, 
this is more about like physical. So what motivates you? Because I know you go to the gym every morning or if not every morning, you'll skip like one a week, maybe. What motivates you at the gym and like what or you can either answer that or just what motivates you to go? Because I know you go at like five in the morning. Well, I don't need a motivation to go to the gym because it fits in my schedule. Uh, if I were like sleeping in every day and I didn't have to go to work, that'd be harder. I would have to find a motivation to go to the gym. But because it's so convenient, I don't, and I'm lucky, I don't need a con- uh, motivation to go to the gym because I go to the gym, work out for an hour and a half, shower there, and then drive to work. It's cake. Um, if I had to work out after, do you like showering there? Love it. I I quit a gym because they didn't have a shower. I love showering at the gym, bro. Especially ours because they have private stalls. I was going to ask that. I've never cared, um, about showering in public. When I went to St. Cloud State, I did the public showers and whatever. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. You're just in there getting clean. But the private ones are nice just because you can maybe soak a little longer. (laughs) Yeah. Just take your (laughs) time. Looking like a weirdo. Um, but it's nice too, because they're all closed. They're like their own, like a bathroom. Oh, nice. They have a yeah. closed door. You yeah. lock it. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I might need to go to the gym just to shower. You know, what's funny is the gym in Mora that Matt and Candace go to is not a, the private stalls. Oh, really? They're wow. public there. And yeah. he, and that's where. That's where they shower. Yeah, that is their shower. So yeah. Matt's just showering with some old dudes. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's how, he, how you doing? Sure. He likes it that way, though. Yeah. That's how he prefers it. But then motivation for the gym, though, like the reason I want to go is because I just want to be ripped, man. I mean, I was short and fat all through elementary. I finally got thin like in 10th grade, but just thin. And then I was thin for a while. Then I joined the outlet and got super thin like a grossy. A <laughs> grossy. And then... You know, when I went to St. Cloud State, I was hitting the gym and I was okay, but I didn't have the diet involved. And then when I graduated college, that's a million years later, um, I got up to the biggest weight I've ever been, which is 175 for me. But I'm five foot four for those who can't see me. So 175 at five four, not good. Looked like a <laughs> like a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> a walking grapefruit. Yeah. So yeah, when I, when I got my job here, I was at 175 and I'm like, nope, but I needed health insurance so I could go to the gym for free. And so I waited like six months, got the health insurance and then boom. Yeah. I Cause then I haven't stopped going to the gym in four years. So have you, so they paid for the, your membership, but you're basically have had free gym for four years. Wow. Yep. Well, three and a half, because I had to do the half of no benefits first. So three and a half years oh, yeah. of gym. Wow. Yeah. And now I'm down to 135. So that's 40 pounds later in four years. That's pretty sweet. That's incredible. Yep. And now I just yeah, want to be- You're killing it right now too. Now I just want to be ripped. Which is crazy, because I feel like you've gained a lot of muscle, which weighs more. So you've lost more than that 40. Yeah. yeah. I'm still blown away by your percentage. Yeah. So I'm at 17%. Which body fat. Yeah. Yep. Which seems high. However, when I got my first test, I was at 34. So I've completely split it in half in three and a half years. I don't think I heard you say that 34. I didn't know that. So, and I, 
I had gotten down 7% since the last time I checked, which was a year ago. That's what I heard. Yep. And I'm not going to check again until Christmas break. So That's I've, a good, yep. good time frame. And honestly, because I go every day and I'm going to have this gym for a long time, I'm not really in a hurry. My goal is 10 to 12% body fat. I was expecting that. I, I was, when you told me you were going in, I wasn't expecting anything higher than 13. But yeah, that's the goal. 10 to 12, and I don't care how long it takes. You're going to get there. You're Exactly, yeah. I think, my goal, is, diet I think my goal is 34%. <laughs> you're probably closer than you think. To 34? Well, you're probably less than that. No, I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back up, though. That's my goal. I'm going back up to 34. Nice. Because then in in October, when we do our sober October, then I can lose my my 10 pounds, my yearly 10 pounds. But yeah, Vandy, the diet. Diet. That's the kicker because I've been working out for three and a half years. And yeah, gaining muscle. But the definition and the body fat, that you got to do it both. Mm -hmm. You have to be. Some people can only do one. They only have to do one. But there's a lot of people that it takes both. Yep. And that's me. Well, it helps. Even if it only takes one and you do both, they're both going to help. Like, Oh, yeah. So my it, recommendation it, it, it would be if, to do if it only takes you one and you do do both, it's going to go way quicker for you. Yeah. Which is crazy because I, I play disc golf. That's my only real workout. But I mean, which is enough for me. But like I sometimes I'll watch my diet. Like I watch it once a, once one month every year for sure. But otherwise, like. I just portion. I'm a portion guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's how, what I've been working on, at least. I'm on a diet right now. I'm, I need to lose weight. Big well, time, you're, so. what's your plan? Okay. I mean, like, what is the... Uh, the goal? What, no. What's the diet? Like, what is the... I'm, I'm trying to doing? keep under 2,500 calories a day. And then um, I cut pop. I don't drink any alcohols, obviously, still. And... uh just want to kind of cut sugars out. That's the key right there, man. Sugar is key. It is the key. So I I'm bas- I mean I do that. <clears throat> I drink pop, but I drink diet, so I I go the unhealthy route as far as chemicals, but at least the calories don't count. <laughs> yeah. Um but then on top of that, I just don't do carbs. That's the other thing. Yeah, I can't. I I They're pretty good. All of my debt. Taking really, it you away. take care of your debt. Hundred percent. All right. What's the first toy you're buying? How much did I win? We'll say hundred million. <laughs> okay. So the real lottery. Yeah, yeah the like, real. You're one. good forever. Yeah, you're good forever. Okay. So debt first for all of my family and my friends, um, and Chantel's family. So like, and, but, and Roddy's family. <laughs> <laughs> for real though, like my first thing I want to do is make sure everyone that I love can be debt free. To, first of all, because yep. even if I don't give them extra money after, which I easily could. Everybody should be. Imagine just being debt free. Yeah, everybody yeah. should be happy for that because then you literally, you, everything you make at work is now going to your bank account. Exactly. But with 100 mil, that's going to take care of everyone's Yeah. Um, first toy though, uh, probably, ah. <sighs> Well, I, I know a lot of toys. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're buying multiple toys. I, I mean, if I want that much money, I'm probably going to buy two or three. Well, it's like <laughs> I want some upgrades. I want a truck, dude. Yeah. Oh, good. 
And not just for fun, because they're like really, they are fun to drive. But like, there's been so many times now that we live here where we've asked my friend who's the gym teacher at the school to do us favors because yeah. he has a truck. Like probably 15 different times. So what kind of truck do you want? Uh, I want an F-150. Yeah. And I'm not like a Ford versus Chevy. I don't, it's not like I don't like Chevys. Just my dad's always had an F-150 and that truck's always been awesome. So that's just what I want. Yeah. Okay. And then I want, I definitely want some more four wheelers. Be cool to get a side by side, maybe a four seater and a golf yeah. cart. Yeah. Just toys for the house, man. Like, are you, are you doing tee pads at that point? Ha, absolutely. <laughs> Heck yeah, he is, because then he can have somebody else mow the lawn. Oh, dude, I just <laughs> thought of a different answer. Or what? another toy, not even toy. Land. Ooh, good call. But not See? for a new house. Just disc golf. I want yeah. A disc golf course that isn't private like ours. Yep. So you're gonna you're gonna build like a A blue ribbon pine. Blue ribbon pine. That'd be sweet. That would be cool. And if you if you have that much money, you could probably compete with them because you can just be like free golf. Just do a big pro shop. No, not free golf. No? Five bucks. Okay. Think about how much money I and mean, we That's talked about true. that with the even preserve. Just, even just Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we did some rough math with the preserve because yeah. we listened to that running it with Nate Sexton yep. with, with Kale LaVisca. He said he found a thousand discs in the first year that it was opened in the oh, water. Wow. In the water, right? Yep. They dug them up. Thousand discs. And of course, those are going back to the owners if they have whatever yep. and then lost and found. It's eight dollars to play the preserve. Okay. Eight dollars times a thousand. So that's eight thousand dollars. For only the people who lost a disc. Roddy played there and did not lose a disc. Several pros play there and don't lose discs. So just people... And those people who lost discs probably played the preserve a lot and didn't lose discs. Yeah. So you're talking 8000 bucks, and you're just charging $8. Yeah. A disc golf course is a very lucrative idea. And you do not have to charge a lot. Well, yeah. And then if you have a pro shop, because some of them do, some of them don't. <laughs> But if you have the pro shop, that's going to be another thing. Plus, I mean, we talked about this earlier. Like, if you have another aspect to it, there's another income that you have. Yep. Like The other thing about a disc golf course, it's not maintenance like a golf course. Yeah. You don't need to pay a grounds crew. You yeah. don't need special lawn You just, you just need one or two guys to cut a lawn. Yeah. And one or two guys to do it once or twice a year. Nah, more than that. I don't think so. No, no, no. no. Like, the reserve and... The preserve is different. And, and blue yeah. ribbon. Blue ribbon pine if you, is If you want to compete with them, you're times. mowing once a week. It depends on the, there's open fields. Yeah. Because think about if where you're we just the, played at. If you're in the wooded areas. If we just played Chain, Chain's Edge, those are all trails. Carlton. And they, they don't have hardly any maintenance on that course. Exactly. Carlton. Carlton. Well, I mean, they're, they're doing maintenance, bit. but that's because they have so many trees. Right. Not to mention... Do we even need to hire people? Because you and I have done course maintenance yeah. here, and I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I mean, even if I run, oh, won the lottery and I was rich, I'd still be the one to do it because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Well, plus, plus then you get to literally design it exactly how you want it, and you're not having to be, like, telling somebody, and then they do it They're cutting a the little wrong differently. Lines. They're yeah. mowing the wrong lines. They're cutting yeah, the wrong yeah. trees. Exactly. Why did you cut down that branch? That was part of the course. Yeah, we needed yeah. that. that I was... wanted people to go under that branch. Yeah, that was a mando. It's crazy. Just got how... rid of our mando. That's the other thing about disc golf. It's crazy how a branch can totally change a hole. A leaf can. Yeah. Yeah, it's 
it's nuts how the littlest pieces are always the ones that you find with the disc. But yeah, that's it for now for toys. Nice. I like it. <laughs> uh, I know you mentioned this just a little bit ago. Um, you talked about how you like video games and how you like board games. What is your favorite of each of those? Video game is Madden. Yep. It's because that's the only game I play. I bought a PS4 on Black Friday. What about like to old? To get Madden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I don't care about other games. That uh, That's current, right? That like with the PlayStation Four, you're you're just gonna do Madden. Yep. What about like old school video games? Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Yep. I mean, I grew up with a Super Nintendo, and you know, if I look back at video games, that's my favorite console because of how much I enjoyed playing it through all the years and never got bored. We yeah. have it right Super in the Nintendo. other room. We have it right in the other room. Well, you have all three of them. Yeah, and I want. It's always fun, and then. On top of that, the Donkey Kong games were my favorite. I loved the music in it so much. I loved the characters. I thought the graphics were phenomenal. Especially for that time. Exactly. I thought the graphics in Donkey Kong were better than Mario. Nothing against Mario. Mm-hmm. Buddy, were... I don't think I've ever heard... Ed, what is your favorite game? My f- old school video game? Any. I don't think I've, we've ever even asked that question. Oh, I like Madden and I like Mario Kart 64. Oh, yeah. We... Yeah. I like Mario Kart on the Wii better. Yeah, well, you're wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> you must be able to beat him on that one. What about you? <laughs> um, old school. I gotta go with. Uh, I was big into 007. Oh yeah, 007. Mm. Goldeneye. And I was actually. I don't mean to interrupt your answer though. I thought you liked it on the GameCube better, or do you like it on the Wii better? Oh, you got me. I thought it's the GameCube. I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought that. Sorry, my bad. Well, I'm glad you said that because I had a brain fart. But they only made the one yeah. Mario Kart for GameCube. What's it, it called? Because it's Double Dash. Double Dash. That's what it is. Best. We we like ended up beating the game because we just wanted that's to get all the stuff. That's the only game you and I have ever played together all, all the way through. Yep, and it was it, it was challenging. It took us a while because we had it to was like not a cakewalk. Yeah, we had to play it for weeks. <laughs> weeks, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so you were saying 007? Yeah. Nice. And then Madden. I'm yeah. Madden. Yeah, Madden. She's the best. Yeah. It, it, I mean, Madden as a franchise, we'll say, is the best. Yes. This newest Madden hopefully this was one, a giant fart sack. Hopefully this <laughs> next one coming up makes up for the last few years. And if it's anything like the cover of it, we are you it's going to suck. Are, yeah. are either of you looking into the PS5? No. Not really. No, I, I'll get one. I know I'll get one one day. Yeah. But not right now. There's it's, no point. It's pretty yeah. expensive, and the only game I'm really interested in playing is Madden. Right. And as soon as the, like, majority of people get the five, because I know, like, a lot of people do have it, and right. but they're, like, all backstocked and whatever. I feel like the PlayStation 4 games are going to go on sale, and I'm just going to be able to play all the games. And... Right. I think they came out too quick. Yeah, dude. Even my biggest gamer friends, hardcore gamers don't have the ps5 yet because they're waiting because it seems like every time they release these new things they suck well because they, they do it too fast they have those bugs and all this so stuff now that... these gamers are just too smart to get it right away they're just like you know what i want this system because the potential is amazing but i want them to tweak it first yep. yeah well because they usually come out with like two or three versions of each console yeah exactly and then there's always updates <laughs> yeah yeah 
Well, sweet. Well, what about your uh, favorite board game? Dude, I love board games. I don't. I didn't know that about you. They're so fun. I wish Dude, more I love people. Them too. I know. I wish more people loved them. I could play board like games if, all day. Like if Matt came on, yeah, uh, or came up here, he's not gonna play no. a board game. No, this. James probably not. Yeah. You know, sounds like Vandy would though. Frick yeah, I'll play board games. I'll play anything you guys want to play. Monopoly. I love Monopoly, but that's yep. another game. You got to find people who actually like it. Because if someone's like, sure, let's play Monopoly. Ten minutes in, they're like, hey. What are you be yeah. doing? Yeah. Do you, you want to have my properties? I want to yeah. play the game with people who love playing it. But seriously, I like them all, man. Monopoly. I really like Yahtzee. I love Farkle. Farkle. That's a fun one. Dude, so fun. It's like gambling without Dude, we gambling. we used to have yep. a family Farkle game. Not, what do you like mean? Like a weekly nice. Farkle. Oh, nice. I was. I, I thought it was like a different version of Farkle for a Yeah, that's I why like, I asked. Farkle. I, I, that like, new game set? Set is, oh, that is, Shan is, I don't know how Shan can be so good at that game. She literally, I don't know if you guys have ever played set before. But you have 12 cards. I think it's 12 out there. Or 16. No. Mm, 12, yeah. Yeah, 12 cards. And you just have to uh, find a match, like a set, I should say, of like three different things or three of the same or however the patterns work. She will look at it for a second and have four of them. Yep. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> I, I haven't even saw one. That's why you're perfect for this podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be she's gonna be on the podcast in ten years once it's the smartest <laughs> podcast. Um, I like Nerds a lot. Nerds is a good one. Um, you ever play Payday? Uh, uh-uh. oh, I have, but it's been a long time. See, I don't even remember how. And to... this is the thing too. I just like board games so much that I like playing new ones. Yeah, like if Payday, if you brought that up here, I would. I couldn't wait to learn. You've already it. named two. Like I'm like I can't wait to come back up here so we can play. Yeah. Like, what did you just say? Nerds? Nerds. Nerds. That's Nerds. A, it's so a that's card a card game, game yeah. but still. It's like solitaire, but it's competitive. And it's like as fast as you can possibly move your body. Yeah. Again, that's another one that... A card game? Body? Well, I mean, you're you, sitting, but yeah, you're, you're, you're going a mile it's a minute. It's a physical card game. <laughs> <laughs> You'll sweat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like uh, gestures. It's like yep. charades, but speed charades. I love categories. Love categories. That was one of my favorites. So much fun. I played categories. Uh, I did a little Father's Day trip to see my dad in Omaha last week, and we played categories. Nice, super fun. Dude, we need to play categories. I love categories. I'm down. For I that. like Stratego. I, I mean, I'm just gonna list all the board games invented now. Yep. I can't and find a favorite, man. I'm what sorry. about what about one that probably not a whole lot of people know about that we play every now and then? Oh, Trekking, dude. Trekking. So apparently this game is like Ticket to Ride, but we've never played Ticket to Ride. I've nope, I have not. But apparently it's the same concept. But Trekkin is a game based off of all the actual national parks in the country. And the board the board itself is a map of the country with all the national parks. And what's really great about this game is it's not super competitive and I like it because I'm almost pretending I'm at these parks because That's you can cool. like camp at a park and every time you camp at a park you get that card and then there's a little fact about the yep. <laughs> and a picture and it's just fun and another great thing is you you don't know the winner until the very end when you count scores but there's no way to really count scores while you're playing you actually have someone has to finish the play yep and then you count your scores up and then at that point it's so nice because 
if you win, you're like, oh, cool, I won. And if you're last, you're like, oh, darn. Yeah. You just didn't know. Yeah. I and think it's, it's just fun. And it's real close sometimes, especially because I play the bean game. Yeah. And if you don't know what that <laughs> means, that means you're traveling to all these places, just collecting all the beans because each park has a bean on it mm-hmm. and you collect it and then you get points afterwards for collecting the most yellow beans, blue beans, mm-hmm. red beans. And then so the whoever gets the most or and the second most, you get extra extra points that way. So I play the bean game. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think I've only won the game 100% one time. <laughs> but I mean. So next time I come up here, as soon as I get here, we're doing the podcast and then we're playing board games. You know what we should do? Yeah. We should plan this, but for the winter. Yeah. So like we should plan a winter. It's snowy out. It's cold. That way we're not tempted to play disc golf because I'd rather play disc golf. I yep. love board games, but I if it's summer, we got to go play. Or if it's a yeah, rainy right. day. Sure. But like I just, I love the nostalgia of a winter day. Yeah. You get up, have breakfast. That's the best time to play board games. Exactly. Put your sweatpants on. Yep. Make some cocoa. Yeah. Oh, oh now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. And play, marshmallows in there. Play board games all day. We'll invite everybody listening right now. You guys are all welcome. <laughs> That'll be, that's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. Yeah. I'm oh, in. Dude, totally. trekking, before we move on, is interesting because it's a board game, but there's no dice. Yeah. So you move by collecting cards that have numbers. So you don't actually always move. Sometimes your turn is just collecting cards. Yep. You get, you get two turns, but your turns can either, you can either move, you can buy property or like not buy property, but like buy the state park or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, or you can collect cards. Collect cards. Because drawing a yep. card is a turn. Yep. That's sweet. And there's there's five cards out and then you have the pile. So if you don't like the five cards that are out, you can just randomly choose from the pile just to get like a randomized. Mm-hmm. So like if you're looking for the 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 the, the, fi- the campfire. You can just, oh, I don't see a campfire out there. I'm going to draw. And, oh, I got the campfire. Like, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Did either of you ever get into Dungeons & Dragons? No. No. Nope. Me either. My of... my brother loved that game. No. See, that one didn't appeal to me because one thing I do like about board games is that they end. And sometimes I want to play the game again. Yeah. Oh, right. that was really fun playing Monopoly. Let's play again. Whereas that seems like it just goes on forever. I'm not a hundred percent, but I feel I, like it goes I, I, I don't on. I know anything about it. That's why I was. I think wondering. it goes on forever. Yeah, yeah I've heard of to... guys that have been playing. Dude, we've been playing since we were twelve. I'm like, you're forty. Yep. Just like we have yeah. disc golf leagues, I'm pretty sure they have like hey, oh, every for, Wednesday we meet and for play Dungeons. Sure, they do. I know one of my coworkers actually did that. She played every Sunday. They're just a group of them. Yeah. They would just go play and. I'm not ready to commit to something like that. I already have disc golf. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've got the hobby yeah. and Moonlight, of yeah. course, too. I've got two mm-hmm. major hobbies. Like, well, plus music, like that, like just teaching. I mean, like just learning about all that stuff. Like, I guess you have all your lessons, huh? You have a lot of lessons. Yeah, dog. <laughs> all right. Um. So my next question: the house and the property. What is your favorite part about it? And what is something that you would like to change? And don't say Roddy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite part is uh, the quiet. Oh, really? Bingo. Because that's what I tell everyone when I try to promote this place. I thought thought it was going to be the disc golf course. No, there's even more to that. Because I think um, when you go outside, especially in the evening, it's 
dead silent out here. Yeah, that's nice. Other than nature sounds, and that is more than welcome. In the spring, it's the frogs, you know? In the summer, it's the the, the cicadas and the birds. Yep. Just peaceful sounds. The wind. Um, and the stars. Just the openness of this. Because I think it's very busy when you live in a neighborhood. There's cars. There's children. There's lights. Yeah, and you don't even have to be in a city, like you're saying. Like It can town, just be a small neighborhood. A suburb. A, yep. I mean, my dad, I went to Omaha. He lives in a suburb of Omaha in a cul-de-sac. All the kids play. Great place for kids. But there's not quiet. And sometimes it's nice to just relax, man. You come home from a day of work, you go outside and it's peaceful. Mm -hmm. And we have neighbors, so like you could definitely hear neighbors. But I mean, even if they are doing anything, it's Mm -hmm. not. And they're they're far away. I mean, they're not like neighbors like in a city. Yeah, they're not like right on your property. You literally have to have a little bit of a walk to go see them. Yep. One thing I would change. We've changed a lot already. We have changed a lot. I wanted to change the carpet, so we did. (laughs) We changed the countertops. We changed the floors. We changed the bathroom tile. We put in the dog fence, put in the garden fence, put in the disc golf course, put in the landscaping, all the landscaping. Change the mailbox. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm just saying one thing that you've talked about changing is this bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing I would want to change, like, because I hate it, you know? Yeah. Um, Just for fun. I mean, we've done all those projects. Everything's been kind of in succession. I know next summer we're going to build a greenhouse. That's the next thing. Eventually, we'll change our appliances upstairs. Do the fridge, stove, and, like, the microwave fan combo. Mm-hmm. And then this bathroom. I just want a bigger... Remodel just a bigger shower. Okay. Go. Well, this is his favorite place to shower is down here. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I, not so much in the summer. I've yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. That in the winter, I only shower down here. Because the room is so small, it gets hot. So I'm not cold in there. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> How about in floor heating? I don't know. Our floors aren't cold. No. No, they're they're fine. I mean, the concrete floor is cold. We could put in floor out there, but we don't. I was going to say, out I, there honest, that the concrete floor is probably my favorite because my feet are always hot. So I was going to say, I, I don't even think we should do that because Percy loves it. And not to mention, we're not standing out there yeah. right. enough to be like, my feet are cold. Yeah, so. the only time we do is when we're practicing putting and we're usually wearing shoes. Exactly. Because... And if we're playing video games in the game room. We just wear slippers. Yeah, I wear, I wear my slippers all the yeah. time in the game room, and then I'm usually wearing a robe in the game room too because it's just comfy. You know, one thing I would like to change that's impossible though. So, like a, a fantasy change. I wish that the weeds didn't grow so much in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's I bet gonna you every gardener says the same thing. <laughs> it's gonna be tough because now that the fence is in, I mean, you could definitely get it done. But it's going to take a while. Yeah. Maybe next year, like, maybe we just take the year and just do Well, a no, job. my plan is to, each year, we're going to landscape the garden a little more. And by landscaping it, you'll put everything in sections so weeding will be easier. A lot easier. Like, today we'll weed the tomatoes. Tomorrow we'll weed the peppers. But once, right now, the fence was the number one goal. So, that way the deer don't eat everything. It turned out really well, too. Yeah. Um. So if this year we're going to have all of our crops just growing within the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But next year, we'll already have the fence, so we won't have to do that. This this year's been the worst for weeds, though, too, because of the heat. Yeah, it's just... Uh, that early heat really boosted the weeds. Yep. But whatever. It's all good. Well, sweet. Well, this is my... Oh, yeah, this is my last question for for you, I guess, for the random stuff. So, um, oh, I guess you did talk about uh, kind of a dream vacation. I was actually going to ask about a vacation. If you were to take, say, a, a road trip anywhere, where would you want to go and why would you want to disc golf there? <laughs> oh, man. Anywhere. I don't care. As long as you can bring your discs and, and it's, go. It's funny because, like, I've done quite a bit of road tripping. And there's there's places I haven't been, but I don't care too much. The places I have been are the ones I just want to keep going to. <laughs> yeah. My favorite road trip is to the Keweenaw. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, like, I want to just go to the Keweenaw, even though I've been there eight times. I want to go there nine times. Yep. Just because it's fun, too. And the, it's beautiful. Like, yeah. I've driven to South Carolina now, and that I got to see a lot of states. And it's fine. I wasn't blown away, mm-hmm. and I wasn't dazzled. I don't care to do that again. I will still go to South Carolina because my family's down there, but I'm going to fly. Yeah. And then the other one would be Moab, Utah. Oh, for sure. Which I... we've already done. Yeah. <laughs> the only place I think I really do want to see in disc golf is the Redwoods. Oh, that would be beautiful. Yep. And that one, but that I don't know if I'd necessarily want to drive. I'd be okay with yeah. flying to Northern California and just kind of renting a car. Yeah, because I mean, that's the place that you want to go to anyways. And like, since we've already like... I've driven down there a couple times now. Like, you've already seen that. So, like, just go to where you want to be and then be there for the week rather than taking a week to get there and back. I like that idea. That would be beautiful to play some golf there, disc golf. Mm -hmm. I've looked. I think there's, like, four or five courses in the Redwood Forest, like, or forests that have redwoods. Yeah. 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 Not, like... Imagine hitting a tree there, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just, just, just going around the tree would be yeah. terrible. You're not, you're not going. Around. It took me three yeah. shots to go around it. <laughs> okay, I putted left. I putted yeah, left, then yeah. I was out. Normally on trees, you can like go around them. I, I can't even reach around. This. You're not throwing a thumber there. No, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Man, that would be interesting. Because they're thick in there too. Like obviously the trees are thick, but like there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So like that's. I wonder if they're those lines have got to be hard. Eh, maybe we're awesome, so that's true. <laughs> All right, what is your biggest life goal if you haven't achieved it yet, or one that's remained? Hmm. I don't know, man. Life goal, because all the other goals are smaller. Like I want to have my career for a long time. It's good money and it's fun. And that's hard to find the, yeah, the, the uh, two. Um, I'm still looking for mine. Of course, I want to be ripped from the gym. And I'm okay with doing that for the rest of my life. I want to be great at disc golf. Do that for the rest of my life. <sighs> Overall, I guess I just don't want people to think of me with any sort of negative thought. Nice. Well, that's all I think yeah. of you as. <laughs> Just kidding. So that means when people are like, oh, Josh Tanner, and he's cool. 
Yeah. And it's not because I want them to like me. It's because I want them to think of me and that brightens their day. Yeah. And you don't want to be like, Josh, Dan. (laughs) No, that's a. That's about it. That's a good life goal because, I mean, that's kind of the way that I've tried to live my life is just live it as if you're. It's a good answer. Yeah. Just. Because all the other things are like things that like. A kind of your own thing. Yeah. Well, I think I'm trying to just like think of the quote. There was somebody that said that if you're trying to be um, Im- not immortal, um, infinite or something, whatever, like you, if you want your like have a legacy, mm-hmm. just be kind. Like because then people are going to remember you. If if you're not, they're going to be like, oh, they'll remember you, but not for the right reasons. They'll be oh, that guy's exactly. a. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Do you have any questions for us? It's your turn. So, as a guest on the stupidest podcast, I was told I need to come up with two questions. Two questions. Yeah. And then not on the topic because we haven't gotten to the reason I'm here. Yet. Yeah, we're I we're gonna get that. Well, we're gonna we're get there, there right after. If you have a question about the topic, though, feel free. My first question is not on the topic. Okay. okay. It's just a fun one because the three of us are big NFL fans. Yes. What's what's the NFL again? <laughs> the National <laughs> Farting League. Oh, I I love the National Farting League. Yeah, you're League. the team captain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to know because I have my quote unquote origin story of how I became a Jaguars fan. I would like to know the origin story of why Roddy's a Rams fan and why Vandy's a Vikings fan. Oh, okay, I'll sure. I'll tell you mine, but then I also want to hear the Jags one. Okay. Okay, so mine, I'm a Rams fan. Been a Rams fan since I've been about like 9 or 10 years old. It was the year before the Rams won the Super Bowl. And I was watching a game with my stepdad, and I, I don't remember if it was uh, the Rams versus the Packers or the Rams versus the Vikings that we were watching. But we were watching the game, and I, I just was hanging out i was having a great time just having snacks you know like drinking pop having a great time with my family and my stepdad asked he's like so uh who's your favorite team or who do you think's gonna win i was like oh i like that team and i pointed to the rams because i liked their helmet because it had the horn on there and mm-hmm. they were they were doing good i just liked their uniforms they're just really cool looking team so i'm like i like that team they won the game so i'm like oh okay that, that's cool <laughs> I'm like, I, I was getting a little excited or whatever. The next year they won the Super Bowl. I'm like, just click. I'm just like, yep, that's my team. Like, I'm that, that's, and I just stuck with them. And there were some, some tough years in there. They're about 10, 10 years where they, they weren't great, but stuck with them. And now they're, now they're doing well. Yeah. Just found out that they are the rated number four on their defensive line, number eight on their offensive line. And I'm very excited about the rest of the team. Like, the offense is going to be great. We got a great quarterback, great defense. I'm excited this year. Cool. Yeah, that's how I became a Rams fan. I've been a a Vikings fan my entire life from pretty much the womb. Okay, so when I thought of this question, I figured you'd have an answer similar to that, right? Because you're in Minnesota. I'm sure your your family... Brings yep. you up Vikings. I was born in Colorado. Oh. So everybody thought I would be a Denver Bronco fan. But my whole family is from Minnesota. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, then so, that's still similar. So this is what I was going to ask you, because I kind of thought that would be the answer, just like since birth. Can you think of a time 
when you were watching the Vikings and you're like, yes, like you just it clicked that you're obsessed with this team. Like you're old enough to be aware that like you need your team to do good. Like you just dude, the '98 season. The so ninety eight like season was the nine years old or something? I was eleven, I think. 11. 10, yeah, 10 he, or 11. he's three years older than us. Oh, okay. So yeah, the ninety eight <laughs> season was dude, I could have named every player on the team. Yeah. From from the lineman to the defensive lineman to uh, that that was that was the year that I probably learned the Viking like learned everything about the vikings everybody learned who gary anderson was that year <laughs> see and that's the thing is everybody wants to make fun of gary anderson about that season gary anderson didn't lose that game well obviously yeah because you ne- the team needs to get him in a better position in order to there was multiple other plays during the game that could have scored gary anderson didn't lose that game no he missed the kick but don't put him in that situation yeah you know, that's the thing. Like, everybody that says, oh, Gary, Gary Anderson, oh, Gary Anderson. I'm like, then you, that right there tells me that those, that person is not a Vikings fan. Yeah. Cause obviously they didn't, everybody blames Gary Anderson. Uh, Nick from the Half Ass Morning Show, who has grown up in Minnesota, of course, he gets a little upset about the Gary Anderson hate, but not just because obviously the whole team could have played better the whole game. Right. He says, watch that play. Whoever was playing furthest right tackle, he gets it. Didn't block well enough. No. And whoever was playing that defensive end for was it the Falcons? Falcons, yep. Mm-hmm. Got through. Gets in Gary's head, and of course he's a professional kicker. He should be able to make it. But if there's blame to be thrown it's around, it's tackle. everywhere. Yeah. It's, I mean, oh, you yeah. can blame the tackle too. Yeah. The yeah. snap wasn't the greatest either. Yep. Right. Well, I mean. Put somebody in that kind of a situation, just a random person, right? Put that much pressure to make one, put a professional disc golfer, say you need to ace this or you need to park this right now or your season's done. You're not going to play. And that's Mm -hmm. the kicker you wanted though, too. Yeah. In that situation. He was automatic. There's no other kicker in the league at that time and that year that you wanted, you're like, Automatic. The dude hasn't yep. missed all year. Mm-hmm. How long was that? I don't even remember. Thirty. Yeah. It oh, it's only thirty. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. I I just assumed it was like forty fifty. No, oh, he Blair Walshed it. Wow. Well, that he he Gary Anderson did because Blair Walsh wasn't a thing yet. He was in. <laughs> he was probably in middle school. It's a Blair Walsh thing because he missed it multiple times. You <laughs> only miss it once. It can't get named after you. I was at that game, Vandy. The Blair Walsh one. Were you? It was the outdoor one. <sighs> that was terrible. Too. Okay, so we were on the sunny side of the stadium uh, because they they put all the Seahawk players and coaches on the side that never got the sun because that was the third coldest game in NFL history. Oh, that playoff game. that's brutal. So anyway, because we were on the sunny side, though, Blair Walsh was kicking a what a twenty-two foot yarder. I think that was only 22 yards. Yeah, 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 it was short. It was real short. He kicked it, and of course, those in time, a 22-yard kick takes like one second. Yep. So he kicks it. Everyone on our side of the stadium cheered. Oh, because they couldn't see. The sun was in our eyes. You couldn't see the ball at all. We just assumed that the NFL kicker made a 22-yarder <laughs> yeah. from the extra gimme. point range. Yeah. And we all cheered. 
And everyone's cheering and hugging and high-fiving. And it's negative, it's like 40 with the wind chill. And like, we're watching like the big screen though. Yeah. And, and it's like, showing Pete Carroll and he's not mad. Yeah. We're like, this is weird, man. And then the the scoreboard wasn't changing. Then they show Blair Walsh. Oh. Head down, snapping his chin strap Dude, on. Dude, it was terrible. We couldn't believe it the thing was it was it wasn't like he just barely missed it was it was gone dude it was a whole nother field goal away yeah that game was awesome though yeah oh yeah well and at that point since it's negative 40 the people that are hugging they can't get away from that hug because they are (laughs) frozen together so now they are just stuck in the shame that they that game was sick though man it was a lot of fun Bud Grant was the coin toss oh, captain, that's... and he went out there in a t-shirt. <sighs> a t-shirt. Dude, yeah. Bud Grant was a tough son of a... Still is. Yeah. Wow. It was awesome. Linval Joseph still played D-line for you guys, and oh, there, yeah. was a, there was a TV timeout. All the players left the field to go on the heaters and get their coats. <sighs> he stayed. line was so good. Linval Joseph stayed on the field the entire TV commercial. He's the only person on the field. Right over the ball, pacing. Wow. <laughs> He's so cool. He's a beast. Dang, that that's tough right there. Yeah. He, You know when he got shot? You know he got shot in the leg? Yeah. He, he walked to the ambulance. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he's got huge legs. It probably only was a flesh wound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be that tough. I don't think I could get shot and... Like, if it's cold outside, I'm going to be going to the heat with everybody else. Cause <laughs> well, that's it's available. Not... Yeah. I, I still love the 98 team, man. That, that that offense was second to none. Robert Smith running back. Yeah, Jake. When Jake Reed is your worst wide receiver. Yep. That's a, that's a good. Chris Carter, Randy Moss's rookie year. Yeah, Cunningham just chucking it up. Yep. Brad Johnson was a starter that year. Brad Johnson. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. I think that was his last year on the team. Was that Brad Johnson's year? I thought he was after that. No. No. Oh, wow. No, we had Brad Johnson because obviously I'm a Rams fan, so I don't. Then it went to <laughs> Culpepper. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Well, I think we had actually Jeff George or something like we had one a one year guy or whatever. Okay. Something like that. But, yeah, we have Brad Johnson, and then we get rid of him, and he goes down to Tampa Bay, and then I think That's wins, when he wins the Super Bowl. He wins Bowl. the Super Bowl right yeah. after he leaves here. Yep. Like, yep, story of the Vikings. Yeah. Well, he found a good team. <laughs> uh, do you have a second question at all? Wait, wait, wait. We didn't hear his origin. Oh, we need to hear the Jags <laughs> origin. Oh, yeah. Mine, it's so funny. It's like a combination of your two answers yeah so when i first saw the jaguars i was watching football with my stepdad just like you did um he's uh from pittsburgh so he's a diehard steeler fan and it was the 96 season jags had just come out because they're from 95 yep and one of my buddies sorry to cut you off one of my buddies that first year and got the jaguars helmet like Mm -hmm. a legit helmet and i go like, I, I was into football, 
But I'm like, I didn't know about the Jags mm-hmm. yet. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was the coolest helmet yeah. I've ever seen. I was like, that still is do. so <laughs> sick. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I really was enjoying watching football, even though I'm only five. It's a neat thing to watch. But I kind of already wanted like my stepdad's team to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a Sunday nighter or a Monday nighter. And I was just like, who's that team? Kind of like you. And he's like, that's a brand new team, Jacksonville Jaguars. And my mom goes, hey, that's where I was born. Jacksonville. I'm like, well, that's my favorite team. <laughs> so I held on to that for a few years, the Jags. And it was whatever. But then the 99 season, now I'm nine years old. So this kind of reminds me. 99, that's when I knew every player. Every player, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, you name it. That's also the season they went 14-2. and two. Which is pretty good. Yep. They only lost two games that year. Oh, both wow. were the Titans. Oh, I didn't went... know I didn't know they were both the Titans. Yep. That's... So then we get... Is that the year the Titans went to the Super Bowl? So get this. <laughs> they lose to the Titans twice, 14-2. and two, And they cream everyone else. Next, they get a bye week because they're the, they won the AFC. Yep. The next week, they play the Dolphins in the divisional game. It's Dan Marino's last football game of his career. Jaguars win 62 to 7 in the playoffs. 62. I remember seven. that game. They, it was 35 to 7 at halftime. Mark Brunel didn't even start the third quarter. They had a backup come in just because why not? Yeah. And he scored like two touchdowns. In the playoffs, they yeah. sit their quarterback second half. Yeah. Wow. wow. Blown out. I mean, and then like. Who's your the, running back at that day? Fred Taylor. The best. Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor had a 90-yard touchdown on the third drive of the game. Wow. He had a, like, 50-yard screen pass. The Dolphins couldn't tackle him. I still, to this day, will go and watch that game on YouTube (laughs) because it's the most fascinating. Anyway, like, fourth quarter starts. Out of nowhere, the game is paused. Like, what's going on? The sprinkler system goes off. (laughs) And the announcers lose their minds they're laughing They're like what else can happen <laughs> because we're talking the jakes had like five interceptions on marino they had a fumble a sack strip sack return for a touchdown they had a blocked punt everything you'd ever want all happened yeah huge runs huge passes tons of defensive interceptions and, and turnovers so then we get to the championship game Titans, the only team we've lost to the whole season, and we lose. Brutal. And that, then they play the Rams. And then the Rams, they, they're they like, you know what? You're not messing with the Jags. Yeah, right. We're, we're helping Josh out. Dude, so with the playoffs counted, they were 15-3, and three, but they were 15-0 and 0 against everyone but the Titans. So they had an undefeated season. If they didn't play, if the was, Titans was decided that, was not that to be the year of Warner. Yeah, Warner. Yeah, yep, that was the year Warner had to step in as a backup. Yeah, and won the Super Bowl for the Rams. So, Vandy, you want to hear some names? I'll drop. See if you remember from the Jags that season. You remember Mark Burnell? Yep. Uh, do you remember Jimmy Smith? Yes. Nice. Do you remember Keenan McCardell? Oh yeah, I remember Keenan McCardell. He was the other wide receiver. So like Jimmy and Keenan were the two. I don't remember Bombers. Ricardo, but I I remember Jimmy. Jimmy was good. 
real good. Yeah. Yep. I'm not sure if you'd remember other ones from defense. Not a lot of big names. The biggest name was probably like Carnell Lake. I remember Carnell Lake. Or Donovan Darius. Donovan Darius. He was uh, a yeah, beast. Yeah, I remember Donovan Darius. safety. Yep. yep. And then uh, Aaron Beasley was our corner. I don't remember Beasley. I, th- I think I, re- I remember. Uh, I remember Beasley because I think he went to uh, the Cowboys for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yep. yep. That's I do remember. I remember Beasley on the Cowboys. I didn't know he was a Jag. Yep. And he was like darn near Ramsey good when he was with the Jags. Yep. He is picking him off just constantly. Mm. And he's a rookie. He's a rookie that year. Wow. Yep. That'd be sweet to have a Jalen Ramsey style rookie. That'd be insane. Mm-hmm. Cool. That was a fun one. Wasn't uh um Ah, what's his name? Fred um, Taylor, though. Man. Wasn't... Uh, Bruno. I can't remember his name. You had, had some good players that year. Really good. I mean, even the other ones that, that you haven't really heard of, like Tony Brackens was defensive end, Kevin Hardy at linebacker. Um, wasn't Trevor Lawrence on that team? <laughs> he probably wasn't even born. <laughs> And now he's going to be their starting quarterback this year. Yep. Well, 96? I, I bet he wasn't born. Well, that was 99, but 99. he was probably born. By oh, yeah, he was probably. Maybe. How, well, how, yeah, old is, he, how old is he? He's Who knows? He's probably 23. 23 is like an older one. He played three years of college, though. Oh, so maybe 21, 22. So he would have been looking just coming out of the womb. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a, he's a, a youngin. Well, sweet. I like that that question. Yeah. Got any others, or is that it? Well, I think he's. Oh look- my gosh, he's he was born up. in '99. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I figured it'd be close in October, so that means he was alive for that Jags playoff game. Wow. That's and that because that was in January. We should so ask him. Yeah. He remembers it. He's three months old. Four, yeah, three four months old. <laughs> That's crazy. How excited are you for him? <laughs> oh come on, man! Just so excited. I mean, why wouldn't I be? I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Urban Meyer. I'm excited for ETN. I'm excited for Robinson. I mean, uh, our wide receivers are amazing. Chark, Marvin Jones Jr., the Chenault. Did you hear about yeah. the Vikings draft pick? No. no. What happened? He got shot up. Oh, yeah. But he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's, wow. It, it, but still, like five or he took five or six bullets. Oh, complete accident though! Like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't even involved. He no. was like going to the bank with his mom, and there was a drive-by. And it was in Washington D.C. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow, just That's an accident. N- Some guy just driving by, sprayed, and he got hit a lot. I guess five times. That's once so, in the butt. That's five times more than I want to be shot up. Dang. But he's, yeah, they say he's okay. Mm-hmm. No surgery needed or nothing. So I don't know. They they say shot, and I'm wondering, well, did he just get grazed or did he actually get shot? Shot. You know, was it just? Mm-hmm. A, well, I bet either way, it's scary. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking there. Yeah. But I, the first thing I was like, great, really? There goes our defensive end. Yeah. Dang. You guys ready to get into the topic for the? For the episode, I'm ready. Well, I've got a, a second question. Oh, oh yes, okay. yep. But it's it's a segue. Okay. Because okay. I just want to see where you guys are at. So, okay. f- for you guys, what what does music do for you? What is music 
to you? That's a good question. So music to me is an escape sometimes. It's a way to just kind of get into a a new world that maybe I've been in before and I just want to be back in that world. Um, It's... I want to say it's... I've never really had the ability to say that it helps me express myself. I've wanted to have that, but I don't know how to write music. But it's a way to express myself in the fact that if I want to listen to a certain genre, I can express my feelings, but mm-hmm. I, I don't get to express them exactly, if that makes sense. Like, it it gets close, but it's not, like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I don't have an analogy to explain it, but you, you kind of understand what sure. I'm saying. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what it is to me. I'm just kind of brings me to different places and makes me feel different things. Like I said, I like all types of music. It's just how my my mood is at the time. Sure. Dude, music's life. Music is everything. I let, it, it, music is right up there with comedy for me. Like I I'm landscape, I'm always listening to music. Always. 24/7 365. I listen <laughs> to music while I sleep. Well, you can't do it that because then you don't listening to co- podcasts yeah. <laughs> or comedy. Yeah. <laughs> There's still music in that, though, a lot of the times. I guess you could say that. There's music in everything. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'll listen. We've talked about it in, the la- I think, the last episode or even the episode before that. Uh, if you go through my playlist, it's all over the board, man. Mm-hmm. All over the board. And you like to, like, whatever's on, you just listen to. Yeah. And I have respect for every artist. Yeah. That's the difference. Like I I listen to everything, but I don't listen to everything as it's happening. Like if if I'm going through my playlist and something plays and I'm just I'm not feeling it, I, I have to skip on to the next because I'm like, well, this isn't me right now. What I what I love about music is music can cover every feeling. Mm-hmm. Every single feeling you're having. And then some. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it can give you and feelings the, you've never felt before. And the great thing is, is it can change your feeling as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 cool part about music in my life is that I have really close friends that are really good at music, and it's crazy because, like, obviously we have different experiences, but some of the songs that, like, Josh, that you write, just hit, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I want to listen to it all the time, you know, like. I know, like, I, we have similar experiences, but different experiences, but you know how to express it, and I don't. <laughs> I'll write a joke about it, and you'll write a song about sure. it. Like, yeah. One of the coolest exercises we ever did in choir was uh, we all had to close our eyes, and our conductor put on, it was classical music. He told us, listen to this, and write down what you see. There wasn't one answer that was the same. Mm-hmm. Well, how can you write down your answer if your eyes are closed? <laughs> oh, do you you open your you eyes open for that part? <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's was, a, that is a cool. It, it was crazy. There's 32 kids in that choir. Not one answer was even close to the other. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. And that's what that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's subjective for for people because there's people that love genres that some people won't listen to. 
Yeah. Like, I know people that will only listen to rap, but I also know people that they'll listen, but they're not, like, real into it. And then there's people that, well, nope, I'm, that's not for me. Or any genre. I just use that as an example. Like, I know people that don't like country. I know people that don't like hard rock. I know people that don't like alternative rock. Like, it Classical. all depends on, on the person. And just like comedy, for, for a lot of people, like, there's some people that like certain things. Some people, just not for them. Some people don't like Brian Regan. Can you imagine that? <laughs> hey. uh, I yeah, like I, Brian Regan, dude. <laughs> I know. I just, I just don't like his newest special. I know. That's thank, it. Thank you. He rips I, on me all the time. I'm all just, the time. He, like he treats it like I think Brian Regan is the worst comedian <laughs> ever. I'm like, I'm like, I don't hate the dude. He's just <laughs> not the freaking goat for me. All right. I'm sorry, dude. It's, those first like three or four specials had me rolling on the floor the first time i ever heard him i would it was on netflix but i had to pause it yeah because you were... of too much laughing yeah like his joke about um what's the word for it when you're just standing somewhere not loitering but like, yeah it's loitering is it loitering? yeah it's loitering that's one of his yep. best I think. that is so funny yeah uh but i'm just saying the newest that's all I know. No, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just giving you shit because these guys, but earlier today we were talking about Brian Regan and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't like this special. And I'm like, well, Brian Regan is not second to anybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You want to start it off? Yeah. So we got our topic hour. So we got some questions for Josh. He's going to answer them honestly and truthfully. Or he's going to lie. I don't know what, what we'll he's going to be know. doing. We will never know. But uh, they're all going to be about music. Our topic for this podcast is music. Um, I know we've been talking about a lot of different things. So that we, we're probably going to talk about other topics within music and how it makes us feel or whatever. But we got 10 questions that we're going to be going through. Um, my first question, um, what got you into music? And what is your favorite part? of the music writing process. You can use it as, as one question or two, however you want to go about sure. that. But. For the people that don't know me who are listening to this, can I real quick just say why I'm your music guest? Yes. Yep. You can get into it. Um, just because like, I'm not like, yeah, the the, the reason show any sort of qualification. Of yeah, why the, I'm we just picked these... this guy up yeah, on yeah. the street. Yeah, right. the reason that I I wanted Josh to be our first guest, uh, not only because he's my roommate, he's my really good friend, but he his life is music. Mm -hmm. He is a music teacher. He is a part of a band. He he'll go into more details about these, but he's his life is music he is the most musical person that i know and he knows more about music than i can ever imagine about yeah. knowing yeah so i am a teacher of music i teach at a k-12 school so i get to teach all the grades um and it's a different style for everything so there's music teaching um i also do a little bit of lessons as an adjunct professor at the college nearby for guitar, bass guitar, and woodwinds. Um, I also am in a band. I play bass guitar for that. However, I write a lot of songs for the band, and I write on guitar 
and I write the lyrics and the words. That's probably the newest part of my music career, even though at this point that's like eight years old writing. But before that, I didn't write. I went through the college process, so I had to to get my music degree, take all the music history classes. So I've done, I'm pretty good at the music history part of it in both the rock and roll side and the classical side. Um, I played uh, in a bunch of musicals. I played bass guitar um, in St. Cloud for a bunch of musicals for a bunch of different little uh, classical theater, or not classical, theater groups. Um, there's probably some more qualifications. I'm just kind of forgetting. Yeah, but. he. if you can think of anything musical, he's had some sort of a, at least a touch of it. Had a within, finger on it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so what's the question? So the question is, what got you into music? Like, what was the first thing that kind of inspired you to get into it? Um, either professionally or just in general, um, however you want to answer that. Um, and then what part of the music writing process? I know you said you've only been writing for about eight years now, but what is your favorite part of just writing? Cool. Well, what got me into music was just like in the school that I went to, just kind of a normal school. It was K-12, um, but fourth grade is when you could join band. And I liked music. I didn't know I liked it as much. When I look back on it, it's like, whoa. I could sing the theme song to Homeward Bound, the movie, <laughs> at like four. Wow. And it's a classical piece. There's no words. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, for some reason, I like that melody. It was a good melody. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Wait, let's just, can you do the whole thing right now? <laughs> it's really good. It is great. Um, so anyway, in fourth grade, we had the option to join band. And I wanted to play the oboe. <laughs> but they wouldn't let you play oboe unless you played clarinet for two years. So I said, sure. As a little fourth grader. <laughs> I played clarinet for two years. It's crazy you wanted to play oboe. I thought it was just cool. Had a double read, you know. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was neat. Um, so played clarinet for two years and was good at it. It was easy to me. And then sixth grade came around. Got to try the oboe. Tried it for a week. I'm like, that thing, not for me. <laughs> and I like am getting pretty good at clarinet, so I'm going to stick with that. Well, it was twice as hard. It had twice as many reads. <laughs> yeah. So then clarinet was the first start of it. Then I get to high school, and the high school that I went to had this crazy good choir director who started, didn't start the show choir, but started making it huge. And show choir was like what the school was about. If you wanted to travel the country... You were in show choir. Yes. If you wanted to compete sure. at a high level, show choir. So I knew that's where I wanted to be. Plus, it's singing. It's dancing. Hard dancing. It's 45 minutes. Um, Which is <clears throat> incredible because not only are you moving around, you also need to make sure, like, as you're moving, you're not changing pitches. Like, yeah. you're just... Breathing was big. Also, breathing. there's costume changes during the show there's solos there's dance breaks all this stuff it was cool it was cool to look at it was cool to be a part of so that's where i i just joined and then i gave it my all i had to be good at it i don't know why i just wanted to be so I became dance captain which was like the name of the captains for them as a sophomore then junior year then senior year um 
And we'll go on to that story because I'm sure that's questions we'll get there. But that's how I started. It wasn't much. I think my brain, as a young kid, just liked music. And my mom likes music. And my dad likes music. My dad was in band. My mom was in choir. But, like, not to what the extent I did, you know. Didn't take it as far as you. No. And then the songwriting process, what was the question about it? What's my favorite part of it? Yeah, what's your favorite part? There can be more than one favorite I know. part. Um, when I write songs, and if you ever have Matt on here as a music guest, I know that he's going to come on here and be a movie guest because yep. he's a movie guy. But if he was ever a music guest, he will have a different answer. And so will James, who yep. also writes, and Dante. Which is great to have all of that, like different answers in one band because right. that way you have all of the... But the way I write songs is it always starts on guitar. And it always starts with fiddling around. Every time. So you always play with a fiddle. <laughs> uh, it's just, I'm messing around on the guitar, and I find something I like. And then I explore it. Then, once it's concrete, I need to add more to it. I need variance within the song. So usually, I can come up with the song, or I... I I complete a song with no lyrics and no singing. It's just the guitar, but it's the whole song. It's done. So say it's a three minute song and it's finished. The guitar is done. It's just guitar. And the reason I've done that and it works for me is because then I think, what is this song about? Because I can feel the emotion of the guitar and the chord progression and if it's poppy, if it's dancey, if it's sad, if it's epic, whatever, then I write lyrics. Do you, when you're writing the lyrics, do you usually have to have like uh, a topic in mind about what the song is going to be about? Or does that just kind of happen? It happens because of the guitar. Okay. So you write the tune, then the lyrics. Yes. Well, I'm, but I'm saying like the lyrics. So say like um, you're writing a song, like, no. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, like, say you only have one lyric at the time. Do you, like, just decide that, like, okay, well, this is kind of be the general theme? Or do you just kind of, like, how, how does that work? Is it one, one line can change the entire song? Or do you, like, write it all kind of at one time? Or do you even have, like, that one lyric? That's a, that's a tough question. Because it's probably different for each song. Yeah, it, it's really a feeling. I get the feeling mm, from the guitar. Okay. And I don't really need to search for a topic. It just happens. So no happened when I was still in college. And I was taking astronomy as one of my gen eds. So I was in the middle of astronomy. And I loved thinking about how big the world is and how we're not big. And, you know, also me and Matt have a ton of talks about spirituality, afterlife, and God. We lived together for nine years, and we talked about it every day. (laughs) So that was in my head. And I kind of made connections between those talks of afterlife and who we are, and then astronomy, what I was learning in college. And there's just so much, man. Like, also at the time, I was listening to Arcade Fire, and I realized that you don't need to change chords a lot. There's this song I really love by them. It only had two chords for the whole verse, but he changed his melody and his voice. 
So it made it sound different, even though the background music didn't change at all. Two chords. Hmm. But by singing different over the top, you think the section changed. It didn't. There's a lot of songs out there only with three chords. I know. So like that song that you mentioned, no, there's just things that flood in. Because the guitar part's just going, dun, 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 dun. yep, and then, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. it's just those, bum, 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 yep. is the chords. But the first melody is like, you know, uh, time out. Sorry. Oh, sorry. So you're doing that right now, and what I'm seeing is your head is you're actually seeing the whole band being played right now. Oh yeah, he where where people that are listening right now, they're just hearing your sounds. Oh where, yeah, it, where, yeah. In your, yeah. where in your yeah. head you're like, yep. Oh, I can hear the drums right here. Well, right. Let's, just, yeah. let's, let's just go into Josh's head real quick. Ready, everybody? And, and, take a second. <laughs> but that's how that's how a good musician's mind works. Is yeah. He, and you're doing those sounds. You're listening. You're like, I can hear the whole band. Yeah. Right now. Yep. Where a lot of people are just like, I can hear the beat. And yeah. if you do want to listen to the song again, it Josh's band is the Moonlight Community. And the song is no. So if you want to go <laughs> listen to that song quick, then re-listen to this part. You'll understand. And for real, though, we're on Spotify. Yep. So go to the Moonlight Community. We have two albums. One's called The Gateway. One's called Anin. And that is the order in which they were made. In the first one, The Gateway, the track No, K-N-O-W, is what we're talking about right now. But anyway, yeah. So my, I don't know. My favorite part of the songwriting process is probably matching. So I, I did that huge explanation. My favorite thing for me, a complete song, is the accidental guitar riff that became a song and then matching the lyrics and the topic to that sound. Hmm. And over time, I've become comfortable enough to say that I'm good at it. I'd say you are very good. <laughs> like at I it. don't at first I never wanted to brag, but as the older I get, I am so in love with the songs. It's not like, "Hey, look at me. I'm cool." It's like, dude, that song is so good. I never say I'm so good at writing songs. Mm-hmm. I always say that song is so good. Well, and you're not just complimenting yourself because exactly. you, you're complimenting the the everybody in the band as well. Yes, and just the song. And yeah. the song doesn't even have to be attached to me. Yep. Once Okay, I write it, air quotes. Yep. But now the song exists. So when I say that song is so good, it doesn't even matter that I wrote it. Yep. The song is good. I also say that songs that Matt writes are good. And Arcade Fire. And I mean, whatever. If a song is good, I say it's good, including the ones I write. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. No, I like that. That's... (laughs) And it's crazy because we are going to have all, all everybody in the Moonlight community is going to be on this show eventually. And that is a question that I want to ask everybody that just how, how the writing process works. Because I understand writing comedy is obviously different for, for me compared to another comedian. And it's just crazy to see that in other. Yeah, our styles of writing are completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And if we were talking to James right now, if he was here, it, way different. Yeah. Like, it'd be, like, flipped, because doesn't he usually do lyrics first, right? Almost always. Yeah. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. Yeah. The end game. However you get there. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to break off of that. My my question is going to be, uh, what's, uh, what's the longest you've ever spent on writing a song? And what's the shortest amount of time you've spent on writing a song? The shortest amount was the most recent. 
Uh, not the most recent song. I lied. It was three songs ago. It's a song I wrote about me and Matt. Oh, yeah. That song was done in about 12 minutes. Oh, wow. Wow. It was an accident. And it's a 12-minute song, so I'm scared. No, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually really short. It's probably yeah. one of the part parts of why it was so fast. I was giving a guitar lesson online to one of my 8th grade students. And while she was, like, getting ready or whenever there was, like, a weird lull in the lesson... I had accidentally found this guitar riff. I was just like really hitting it. And she was learning in drop D, which is a tuning for guitar other Mm -hmm. than standard. So I was in drop D with my guitar, you know, on the laptop, you know, across from her, whatever. And I was just kind of messing around. I found it on accident, like all the songs. I'm like, man, that's a good riff. (laughs) So like, then the lesson was over and I immediately, and she was the last, no, no, no. She was the last lesson of the day. So I was done teaching at this point. So I just stuck on that riff. Like, I love it. And then I just started singing words. So I, that's another part of my singing or writing process is once the song's done guitar wise, I don't just like start writing words like on a pen and paper. I just start singing random words always that's awesome. to see if that sounds good. And it it's just kind of not even real sentences like yeah. well I, like time play like just weird things where are we now it's random yeah and it nece- doesn't necessarily mean that those are going to be the lyrics you use now they don't even have to be even close exactly it's, you're just trying to figure out like the the, the melody the melody of yes. it yes and then that way you can be like okay well i need a word that can kind of do this kind of a loop but still sound good and flow in the yep. song but then anyway i just i wrote it it happened really fast this song is not on the album no this this song's this will be on. who knows yeah who knows the nature of the song um oh and by the way i think this new song i think i'm naming it the ride Ooh, that's the very last thing i ever do sometimes i have like four songs that are done i still don't even have names for them right i've heard the song multiple multiple times and i've yet to hear a a title till now yeah and then the longest song not long, man, because if I can't write it fast, I give up on it. That's just how I've always been. Um, usually when I'm writing a song, I will finish it that day. Because if it's not hitting me, like I have to finish it, then I kind of am like, well, it's not that good. Makes right. sense. Have you ever had any songs like that where it, it didn't hit that day, but then later on another day, it just like all of a sudden you're like... I got it. Like, I, I, I'm going to finish this song because I know... One. One. And that's, that is the newest song I've written. Okay. Only because <clears throat> there's a riff I wrote back at the apartment. I liked a lot. Really dirty. Really heavy. I never found lyrics for it. But I remembered how to play it because it's pretty easy. It just sounds gross. I like it. And I've always played that riff. Throughout these years. I mean, that was when Rick lived with me. Okay, yeah. So probably 2016 is when I wrote this riff. And I don't know why. I think I was messing around on guitar the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, that riff. <laughs> and I was playing it. And then, boom, lyrics. So you could say that song took me five years to write. But it's more like I wrote a cool guitar riff, scrapped it, accidentally remembered it. But with life experience in those five years, that song is definitely the words and the feeling is about the world right now and how I fit into it. 
and how I perceive mm-hmm. myself in whatever this world is. So I couldn't have written it back then. Yeah. It needed to be now. So you had the feelings of now back then in a way. No, because the guitar never has a feeling from me. Oh, okay. The guitar is always random. Okay. Because, that... you know, I've written dirty, mean songs. Well, that's yeah. actually really new for me. Yeah. But I wrote light as yeah. well. Yeah. That's... And that song is like about heaven. Yep. And, and... <laughs> and it's pure beauty. So like, you know. Yeah. You it, can listen to that one for sure. Light is out on yep, one of them. Light ones. is on the gateway as well. And it's a beautiful song. It is very. But yeah, the feeling comes from the guitar. And then I try to match it. So, And I never write a guitar part intentionally. That's like a lot of artists will say, sometimes you don't even think you wrote the song. Because it's like, whoa, where did that come from? I find that sometimes I'll, I'll be thinking of a, a joke or I like think of a joke like years ago, all of a sudden, like it just hits me. I'm like, wait a second. Like I can just, if I do this and then it, all of a sudden it's just there and it just, I, I don't feel like I was a part of it, but it, it happened. I, it came from my brain somehow. I don't know why it came through me, but, mm. but I mean that I can't imagine, like I don't have the, the brain for music to, to do that. Sure. It intrigues me. Good answer. I like it. That's a very good answer. Yeah. All right. Um, how many instruments can you play? <laughs> I feel like at this point in my life, I could probably play anything. Anything? Yeah, not like... I know you can play everything in this room. We're <laughs> in the music room downstairs at the house, and there are a lot of instruments in this room, and I know you can play every single one in here. Well, here's the thing. I'm not, like, bragging again. This is just a thing. When you go to become a music teacher for instrumental music you have to take a semester per instrument family so i had to take an entire semester of brass and you have to pass out of it so like in that semester you have to learn tuba trombone french horn trumpet next semester strings you have to learn violin cello viola bass next semester woodwinds clarinet oboe bassoon saxophone flute and And you need to pass all of these. Yes. And then the um, percussion was wow. the other. So four semesters just of instruments. Now, here's the thing. I'm not perfect at any of those things. My best instruments are clarinet, guitar, and bass guitar. Um, but the reason I say I could probably play anything now is because once you learn so much, it, if someone brought me a new instrument, so like I could probably figure out how to play something. Because you've had all of, like, mm-hmm. you've had other experiences. All the yeah. all the other. I think it's the same, like, when people say they know, like, five languages, they can usually learn a language in, like, a month after that. Wow. Because there's there's so many just connections. Yeah. If you put a stringed instrument in front of me, I now understand how it's going to work. Even though it might be weird tuning, I don't know, mm-hmm. or number of strings, I understand how it's going to work. Yeah, so there are... Like nuances that you're going to have to learn, but overall you should have a good concept of it. So I play three instruments really well, and then I play a bunch of other instruments fine. That's That's sweet. That's really good. Better than me. All right, my question is going to break off of this too. Is there an instrument that you wish you were better at? Guitar. <laughs> well, yeah. all right, all right, out of the other than the three that you're good at, is there <laughs> is there one that you wish? Man, I wish I was better at that. Drum set. Drums. Yeah, because drums, I'm getting better. Especially before COVID hit, 
um, when I was teaching in the building all the time, in between classes, I would play drum set because they were out. <laughs> and I teach drum set. So I'm like decent at it. And I know that in a different path of life, I could have really enjoyed being a drummer instead of bass and guitar. It's so fun to play drum set. Yeah. I just ask AJ. Oh, I... When you watch him on stage, he's only smiles. Yep. Because that dude legitimately is obsessed with playing drums. He's like us playing disc golf. or Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, when he's playing drums, he can't not smile. And he's not doing it because he's posing for a picture. He's doing it because he's having so much, much fun, fun he can't contain himself. Well, I've seen AJ, like, maybe not on his greatest day, right? He's just kind of having an, an off day or whatever. And he's just, he's what he's there. He's mm-hmm. just, he's there, whatever. But then during the show, the biggest yeah. smile ever. Yeah. And then after the show, it's just kind of like, well, you know, like he, he's in a better mood, obviously. You can tell that he's in a better mood. But it just kind of goes back to, oh, yeah, I guess you got to start <laughs> getting back to the real stuff, yeah. I guess. Drum set for sure. That's cool. All right. I, my next question is actually kind of a, a off of that, too. So what instrument that or what instrument can you play that not a lot of people know about? Like, is there an instrument out there that is not very popular that you know how to play that not a lot of people even know as an instrument? Like, are you a secret bag bagpipe player? <laughs> no, I've never tried that instrument. Like, I know you have that. Um, what's that one that you like? Yeah, the automaton. Oh no, the one in my car. Yeah. So that's a nose harp. Nose harp. But you don't play it with your nose. Yep. It actually used to be called a Jew harp, but I guess <laughs> it changed. <laughs> Why? I guess, I guess Why would they change that it's, name? <laughs> uh, it's a nose harp. I wish I had it with me, but you have all heard it. It's like the dong, 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 dong. Yep. It's like you put it in your mouth, you put your lips on it, and then you hit this thing, and then your the width of your mouth inside the cavity of your mouth changes the pitch. So the instrument itself never changes pitch. Is that like that Australian kind? Yeah. Of it's not the didgeridoo, but it's like the pretty same. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. Um. The same thing that you're thinking of. Yeah. So that, and then the automaton. That's that Japanese battery-powered instrument. Yes. It's actually not a toy. It's, I mean, it it looks like a toy. Yeah. It It looks looks like like a music note. Yep. It looks like a music note and it has Has a mouth. A a face. Yeah. Yep. It has little uh, painted on eyeballs, but the mouth opens to actually give it more volume. But it's like a trombone in that, or a violin in that wherever your finger is on the neck, it changes pitch. That's why it's, a legitimate instrument it just sounds super funny yeah if you don't know what it is google it automaton automaton mm-hmm. can either of you spell it yeah it's not that bad it's o-t-a-m-a-t-o-n-e yeah there's no way you would have got that ditto what he said <laughs> <laughs> other than that i don't think there's a lot of like weird instruments out there that i've tried those two are kind of funny and of course i can play them but i'm not like good i just mess around that instrument over there is a balalaika, but it's basically a ukulele with three strings, but it's Russian. So I, I would have said the exact same thing before you said I'm that. I'm sure you would have. <laughs> I knew exactly what it was. But like that thing, I just wanted to have one. It's cool. It's a balalaika. It, it's a yeah, Russian. Yeah, it is really cool. I learned how to play one song on it. I and then a never mandolin. did it. You say, it's a, you say it's a balalaika, but it doesn't look like a ball. <laughs> nice. Sorry. That was a, that was a bad one. <laughs> 
You got a mandolin over there. I didn't even know you could play the mandolin. Uh, that's the same thing as the balalaika. I just like wanted one. They're cool. I sounding. learned a few chords on it, but then didn't. Really continue with it? Nah. I like the so tongue cool. drums. Those, those are sick. Those are my favorite. I have one up in my room even. Like yeah. you had those too. And I just, I wanted it. It's just so soothing and relaxing. That's the instrument that a lot of people use in like meditation and yep. and stuff like that. So when I was in school to be a drummer, you had to have like four years of piano. Is that a rule in your school? Well, not in the school I teach in because I'm the teacher. So I get to make the rules. <laughs> <You> make the <laughs> rules. Um, the reason that rule is in place is because a lot of kids will want to play drums for a couple reasons. One, they think it's easy because you don't have to learn your notes. Right. Well, they're wrong. And then they realize they're wrong right away. Because, yeah, you don't have to learn pitches as much. But you do with, like, xylophone and glockenspiel and bells and stuff. But they're thinking drum set. They're thinking rock and roll, right? Right. But even without those pitches, the unpitched percussion, you still have to read music. And sure, it's not a pitch, but you have to learn duration and notation. Um, and that's why they have them do piano first, is to see, well, are you into this? Are you willing to learn music theory? Because you have to. But in my school, no, it's not a, a thing because I kind of teach the kids whatever they want. Right. And I try to do it all collectively. So I try to start, this is like for 7 through 12, of course. This is not elementary. But for 7 through 12, I have them five days a week. And I try to start each lesson with theory. Because everyone in there is going to need theory. Whether you're a singer or a saxophone player or a drummer. So this is universal, whoever is in the band and choir in the music program at my school. Let's learn some theory. We need to learn duration. We need to learn dynamics. How to read timing everyone needs that if you're gonna read music and play it which so, ma- makes sense so far it's working for me cool was that that was your question yeah oh okay sorry i i don't have yours down so i don't know which <laughs> which questions because i've been asking questions in between just to kind of <laughs> um okay so what five bands have changed the way that you view or listen to music not necessarily your favorite. They can be your favorite bands. But what bands, like, have, what five bands do you think have changed or just the way that you view or just listen? Are either of you guys going to ask me my favorites? Is that on the list? I was going to after this, but yeah, go ahead. Maybe we'll just make this a long one. Okay. Instead of two different All right. ones. Yeah. All right. the, answer his question, and then mine will be what is your top three favorite bands of all time? Okay. I guess for yours, because that's an in-depth question. He's talking about my, yeah, my question. Sorry, for Roddy's question, what bands have changed the way I view music? View or listen to. Wow. I think with a question like that, I have to think of genre. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a band. It can just be a genre. It can be... Well, bands, but because of the genre they're in. Okay. So, like, I liked heavy metal for a really long time. Slipknot is like my favorite, right? And I thought metal is this. So in the metal world, there's an album right there with that girl. Just yep. like the silhouette kind yep. of. That album's called Jane Doe. 
by a metal band called Converge. They changed my perception of what metal can be. People who love Slipknot and want to stay in that metal world would listen to that and not like it. Hmm. It's really hard to understand the lyrics. The screaming isn't as loud as in Slipknot, so it's almost just part of the band instead of the thing that sings over top. The timing's out of control. Hmm. Like, what do you mean? uh, It's not things you're used to. Like, with heavy metal and Slipknot, you can headbang like this, like... You feel this, right? They're like... So your head would just be... Yes, it's very sporadic. It takes... It's like what they say, like a fine wine. Like it's, okay, a, it's yeah. an acquired taste. Yep. I didn't like it either until for some reason I did. Like it so just it just took happened. a couple listens and all of a sudden it clicked. Yes. I think it's going to be tough for me to think of five bands. You don't right need now. five. I, I Whatever bands you think that... But it, I just think like that's a good example. Yep. When people push the envelope, I think Daft Punk, and we're going to get to them later, but to answer this question using Daft Punk, they're an electronic group two guys making electronic music, they changed everything. No one does electronic music like them. Mm -hmm. I can't fathom writing music the way they do, ever. My brain won't work like that. Well, don't they have every note from like almost everything that they have individually and they can change? Like, Isn't that the case? Yeah. Yeah. Their music is put under a microscope that they create. That's cool, though. They take... They're the sample kings. They use samples that you'd never even know. And I don't know why, but they do. They'll take a clip from a song that they like, but it's like a three-second clip. And it's not even like the most important part of the song. Not even. And then they'll change the clip into a different key and a different speed. And all of a sudden... You have something different. And then they write their own words on top of that. <laughs> so it's sampling, but in a, the most absurd way. Absurd. So I, I just think, yeah, I don't know. They are a band, I would say, for that genre. Yep. What about, I know you were talking about this earlier, but that group that is very similar to the Moonlight community that created their own word. For yeah. their genre. That's a brand new thing for me. Uh, this is a group called Tally Hall. And they're from Michigan. And they are kind of like Moonlight. They play a lot of different genres. The only difference is Moonlight has some hard rock, some metal. Whereas they have like island sounding songs. <laughs> but both bands just go all over the place. Because I mean Moonlight, or Moonlight Community, uh, you know, we have like a 50s doo-wop song. And we have a power ballad, and we have a funk song, and we have metal, and we have um, country. I mean, we have we have rap, yeah. we have hip hop, yeah, pop, yep. Um, whereas Tally Hall has like alternative rock and like calypso, <laughs> and island music, and like <laughs> just cool stuff like French accordion music, like whatever. Yeah. But they kind of beat us to the punch because they just named a new genre. They were sick of trying to explain what they were because when you say well, we play everything well every band says that yep it's hard to explain well maybe it is they just said their new genre is called fablu fablu well what genre are you guys fablu 
nice. What's that like? Yeah. And then they can. What question do you ask after that? Well, I mean, there's lots of questions. Like, that raises more questions. Yeah. But at that point, they can just say whatever it is you want it to be, bro. However you interpret it. Yeah. Which is crazy because, like, in my mind, I picture something just random. And that's exactly what it is. It's exactly. I think one last thing I'll say on that question, though, is um, I like when I find a band and I hear something and it sounds so not radio, not anything against the radio or people who are on the radio or people who like to listen to the radio. When I hear something that's like, whoa, that would never be on the radio and not because it's inappropriate, but because it's different. Mm hmm. It's too different. That always piques my interest. And then if they can capture me with an album. I'm an album listener. That's old school. But I like an album. I like track one to track 12 or however many. I'm not a fan of playlists at all. I do not like shuffle. I like albums. So you guys were talking at the beginning of the segment when I asked you about music. Um, You said it takes you to a place. I don't even want a song to take me to a place. I want an album. They're like short movies. Yeah, you want to be there for 45 minutes yeah, to Yeah, they're an like hour. short movies. They're like anywhere from 30 minutes to 70 minutes, and I want to be there. But that makes picking bands for me pickier and more critiquing. It's like, hard I have to, to find a full good album. And that's why you got to search. Yeah. But also, I've listened to so many albums that I know the first round, the first round of any album, it's not your favorite album yet. You so you, know? ha- you have to have multiple listens to each album. Yeah, but you can get this spark. Like, oh, that's got some potential. Mostly it's if they don't have any bad songs. I mm. hate I hate fat and filler songs. Yeah. I want all the songs to be good and smooth. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so we'll go into, you said, top three favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, not to be anti-climatic, but I got to start with number one because it's easy. The best favorite band is Daft Punk. I've said it for over 10 years. <coughs> they're the best. And they're not raw, which I love raw. Because my second favorite band, I'll get to that, is Bare Bones Raw. Mm-hmm. But Daft Punk... Is that their name? Bare Bones Raw? <laughs> Daft Punk just um, changed everything with their newest and final album, Random Access Memories, from 2012. That is an insane album. Or not 2012, I'm sorry. 2014? 2013 or 2014? We were living in the apartment. Um, it's just the best. It is amazing to listen to and just to kind of get you. Like, it brings me to a different world. Yes. It different is, universe. It's a different universe. It is warm. It's positive. It has a great message throughout. And because they're electronic, I feel like they can make some sounds that like drill into your brain. More so than whatever you've heard. However, saying all that, there's some. there is real music in that. All the drum samples are from a drummer. This is not a drum machine. All of the guitar is played by Nile Rodgers. He played for David Bowie. He played for Duran Duran. Um, 
I'm sure there's others I'm forgetting right now. Are these people good? Or is that... <laughs> and they wanted him. That's the guitar they that's, wanted for the album. And they crazy. got him. They, he, they got um, the lead singer from The Strokes. That's sick. To do a song. Of course, Pharrell. Those are the two songs that everyone knows from that album. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lose yourself to dance. That's yep. Pharrell. And of course, um, Get Lucky. Oh, yeah. The biggest track from the album. And those are both Pharrell. They needed that. It's a... It's a funk album done with sampling and electronic music by two robots. <laughs> it's all there is to it. It's long and it's beautiful. And I just think that they're perfect. I also love I love the allure of bands. That's why that new band you were talking about, Tally Hall. Yep. I'm excited that I found them. There's not enough allure to them for me to just fall madly in love like I did with Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Daft Punk, like, there's so much to them, like... They're so secretive. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. Of course, people know what they look like, okay? But that's a bummer, because they're not out there posing without their helmets. It's just Mm -hmm. paparazzi photos. But there's been enough, okay, we know what they look like. But with their choice, they choose to be masked. Yep. They're extremely famous. Yeah. But for the most part, even with the paparazzi photos, I bet if you guys saw them on the street, you wouldn't know it's them. No, no I, 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 wouldn't. I wouldn't. To be that famous and to make that good of music. At the Grammys for that album, they were up for nine Grammys. They won all of them. <laughs> they swept the, ho- the the house. That's insane. Cleaned house or whatever. And the, they're robots. They stay concealed. They don't want yep. fame. They want beautiful music to be given to the world. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, number two. Look this up, people. You might not like them. <laughs> Neutral Milk Hotel. Great. I love these guys. They only have two albums out. One was in 94, one was in 96. I don't know if I know this band. They aren't famous. No. Well, it's crazy because they're not famous, but they were in a pretty famous TV show. Yeah. there was Par- a... they, they were in Parks and Rec. Yeah. there's Not Which... them. Their name no, yeah, was their, mentioned. Their name was mentioned. But it's crazy because, like, I knew of them through you. So I knew the references that they were making and everything, but it was just crazy because they used that band out of all the bands they could have used. And probably not a lot of people knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. They just maybe thought that they made it up because neutral milk hotel. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird thing. (laughs) I just love them. They're my number two band. I, I always think about how they probably are number one. I just have to say Daft Punk. I don't know why. Maybe one day I'll change. But what genre, I, what genre are they in? Indie. Okay. For blue. No, not <laughs> no, for, not for blue. Just because they don't change their genre. Yeah. They're indie, but they're from '94 and '96 are the two albums, and they're just mysterious. Nine, the album from '94 is weird, and then the album from '96 is in the aeroplane over the sea. Which is um, the one that I know more. So the album's called In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. The third track is called In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. So it's the title track. That song has my favorite lyric ever written in that. What's what's I get get goosebumps every time I've listened to it, which is definitely over a thousand times. Oh, for sure. Yep. The lyric is... um, I'm trying to think if I should do the whole thing. Why not? Just do it. Okay, so he goes... What a beautiful face I have found in this place that is circling all around the sun. And when we meet on a cloud, I'll be laughing out loud. I'll be laughing at everyone I see. 
can't believe how strange it is to be anything at all. That last part oh, is, is cool. it gives you chills. It's the best thing I've ever heard. So anyway, that album Mate. in the Aeroplane Over the Sea, that band, it, it's raw. Some songs don't have any drums. It's just an acoustic guitar and Jeff Mangum, the lead singer, singing. He's not that great of a singer. <laughs> and I love it. He's a kind of whiny, kind of annoying, sometimes off time, sometimes off key. And I love it because it's raw and he needed to make that music. He didn't, he just needed to make it. It doesn't matter about talent. Mm-hmm. It matters about art and it matters about emotion. And that entire album is filled with emotion. And they're also kind of strange. They're indie, but they like, it's all mostly acoustic guitar. Sometimes they put effects on the guitar, but not really. There's not guitar solos. This is like singer songwriter style. The songs that have drums, that's fine. Um, they have a saw player, like a saw that you cut lumber with. Yeah. If you bend a saw and play it with a violin bow, mm-hmm. it makes sounds. So they have a saw player. And then they have some brass. They have like a, a brass player, some horn players. I think maybe one or two. I actually think the saw is actually pretty. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just cool. And it's the lyrics and it's the motion. And then last thing about this band, Neutral Milk Hotel. When that second album came out, they were starting to really get momentum nationwide. So they were offered an opening gig for the REM world tour. Which REM was at that time they were massive. big. Oh yeah. Um, when I they got REM. the when they got the offer, the lead singer disappeared. He did not want to be famous. And he didn't even want to be found because that wasn't the reason he made music. He just wanted people to and hear his music. He successfully disappeared. Like you've seen a movie. Has anybody like he's off the grid. Off the grid. That's he came cool. back. Okay. Just for one reunion tour, which I think our friend John Woodward got to go to. Oh. He at least told me about it. I don't know if he got in because this was yeah. you better get in now type of thing. Because he's never probably doing it again. Yeah. Talking about John Woodward, it's actually his birthday today. It is. Happy birthday, John. Hey. If you're listening, happy birthday. And I mean, I, I actually didn't reach out to him today, so I'm going to have to reach out to yeah, him I'll after the him. podcast. Um, But he came back. And I just think th- that's almost the same reason I like Daft Punk. I love when people make music and they don't, they don't want attention. That's not their intention. Mm-hmm. They have this emotion that needs to come out. They love to share it with others. But we have created a society. <laughs> That if you're a good comedian or you're a good musician or a good athlete, you're just showered in praise and you're become something more than the fact that you are a human being with skin. <laughs> you have to eat. You have to sleep. You're not a god. Yeah. And I, and I feel like that's hurting not only them, but it hurts music and comedy in general. And it hurts people who have intentions. They want to make music to yep. get the fame. Yeah. But there's not a lot of times where you get an interview with a famous person. They're like, oh, my God, I love being famous. Mm-hmm. I love having people crowd me when I'm trying to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, I love not having privacy. Yeah. I mean, well, it's crazy <laughs> because then those people are now living fantasy worlds, right? They're in a world that nobody can relate to. And now they have to create music that people can relate to. How are you going to do that? Yeah. I can't remember what movie I watched, but uh, 
There was a quote in it. Guy said, the guy that came up with the saying, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, had it all backwards. Nice. I like that. It should have been the other way around. That's, rock and that's roll, a, drugs, and sex. Yeah, that's that's a good quote. I like that. Yeah. So then when I get to my third favorite band, though, that's when it starts becoming a little bit less passionate. Daft Punk and Neutral Milk Hotel are my life. They're me. Okay. What about um, the Moonlight Community? Are they? They're, they're in the top. They're in the top for me. That's great. Okay. I don't know if I can ever love them the way I love other bands that's, because I'm in the process of creating with it. That's true. I I wouldn't want to be in those other bands though. I want to be in my band because you. I love my bandmates yes. and I love playing our music with each other. I don't want to be in Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah. I want to listen to them. So that's a different. It's a yeah. different. No, and I was just pulling your yeah. pulling your leg because I know. But, you know, down the line, I love Foster the People. Um, they don't get a lot of credit, but if you listen to their albums in full, all of their albums, dynamite. Straight fire. I don't really like Coldplay a ton, but they have one album that is breathtakingly perfect called Viva La Vida. Phenomenal. Like I said, Coldplay, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Not a favorite band, but their album Viva La Vida, whoa, what happened there? It's just the best thing ever. Well, yeah, because there's definitely a difference between having a good album and then... I like Coldplay. A lot of people give them kind of a bad name. It's kind of weird that they do because I think if they're judging them from their radio hits, I will judge them too. Like, what are you guys doing, you weirdos? Right. What, are you just making money money <laughs> tracks? Because their deep tracks are like, whoa, they're, they're amazing. Okay, yeah. so they know exactly what they're doing. But then, I don't know, Foles, I'm just looking through the album finals here. Portugal, the man, Dillinger Escape Plan. I just, I don't know. I, I really like bands a lot. Mm-hmm. I like everything. I could tell you bands I don't like. That's way easier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, name, uh, okay. Name, name one. You two. Yeah. No. Well. Really? No, he, no. He's saying you. You two also name a band you don't like. No, I'm, I'm saying the band. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dang! I didn't know that. And, you know, it's not really anything personal. I truly don't like the music. It does not connect to me. It seems boring to me. Yeah. I like Again, a few of their songs. That, that might be like, somebody's favorite band. If they, if that's their favorite band and they have emotional connection, then that should be their favorite band. Mm-hmm. It's just my ears and my per- my personal ears, my personal brain. Yep. I also don't like Weezer. Yeah, that's that's crazy because oh, that one hurts. I know a lot of people love Weezer. People oh, you love love Weezer. I know, I know. That's crazy. <laughs> that, one, are, that one hurt me a little bit. I'm like, I love, we- I love Weezer. You're starting some controversy with both of those. I feel. I like older Weezer. I like Buddy Holly and Hashpipe. Yeah. I yeah, like, their old stuff was great when yeah. they first came out. It was the best. That's Don't, crazy. Like when you say older, like it, like. They are older now than they were before. So, do you mean you like them now? Nope. <laughs> what's what's a what's the third band that you don't? No, oh, I don't know. Those no. are just the two that I that always stick have out. at the ready because I have just realized I don't mm-hmm. want to listen to that. However, I like both of those bands a billion times more than like the co- cookie cutter copy and paste music that you hear on the radio oh okay like modern yeah because i like country a lot 
but I don't like modern country. I like rock a lot, but I don't like modern rock. All these, it's like what I said, cookie cutter. It's just like there's a formula. Yeah. You don't feel any emotion. And also, it's all pop music. This is, again, yeah. my opinion. I don't want to make anybody upset. No, that's okay. No, this but I is... think everything is pop. When I was growing up, oh my gosh, I'm old. But like when you listen to country, you're talking Garth Brooks, George Strait, Brooks and Dunn, uh, Reba McIntyre. Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. I mean, but you could tell it was country yeah. because there was fiddles being played. Yeah. And acoustic guitar, some banjo. But you listen to country now, it is electronic music. Dude, and it's they a, all it's, sound the same. It breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Because just because the person sings country style. Doesn't mean it's country. Well, not anymore. When you put beats behind it. Fake mm-hmm. music. I can't believe that this happened. Yeah. When do you, when do you think this like Yeah, but if you started? notice, if you notice, like if you go to the country music awards, the guys that are winning the awards are the closest guys to the old style country. And rightfully so. Yeah. I think if you win an award, you should put effort into the creation. Yeah. When do you think like that started? It, what, do, you, do you think it was like, was there a decade that it happened? Was there a year that it happened? I don't know. It just like somehow evolved that way. And I don't know why. I don't know how and why. I don't think it happened. Overnight. Yeah. Corporate. <clears throat> yeah. Because I think Keith Urban kind of started to go that way. But he's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's about the time frame. Dirks Bentley. Okay. He's awesome too. It's just tough. It, I don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. All right. Well, this actually leads into my my next question. So, if you could open a show for any artist, who would it be and why? Hmm. Hmm. And I, let's let's open it up a little bit. Say this could be any any decade. Like let's <laughs> time isn't a factor. So if you could if Moonlight were to Well, that's the thing. I appreciate all older music. And I'm very I understand it and I love the evolution of music. I'm like obsessed with timelines. I love Queen. I love Kiss. Um but my heart and my soul is with these newer bands that I'm talking about. Well, except for Nutramilk Hotel because that's 90s. But they don't seem... They seem timeless to me. If you go and listen to any Nutramilk Hotel, you'll understand. When you listen to it, you're not thinking 96. You're not thinking 2021. You're not thinking 1904. It's so bizarre that it's just its own thing. Yeah. But I just like modern music because I'm younger, I guess. So when it comes to opening, I'm going to say someone. I think for fun, Slipknot. Because mm. the crowd is awesome, and Slipknot was the best concert I've ever been to. It They're just fun. Yeah. They control the crowd. Could Moonlight open for? Heck yeah. That's the other thing. Moonlight, because of the way we play, we could open for anyone. If they're like, dude, Alan Jackson's in town, we need a band, we'd pick the right songs. Because we have enough songs that would fit Alan Jackson. Same with Slipknot. We have enough. Yeah. We could open for Slipknot. And that's why I asked the question. That, I that's, know... why, that's why I popped that question in there, too, because yeah. I, I knew you guys could. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Foster the People would be cool because I would like to know him. We opened up for Fair to Midland. They're no longer banned, but that was fun because we got to meet them and they were cool guys. So I don't know. Oh, I know. I have an answer. After all this rambling, I have a real answer. Idols. Oh, for sure it would be Idols. Idols is a modern day punk band. 
they don't like being called punk because sometimes punk you think like this. So anyway, I would like us to open for idols. That's if you don't know idols, look them up. They are the coolest guys ever because they seriously don't care about their image. I mean, they uh, they do, but not yeah. like I don't know. Just look them up. They're so awesome. Well, they just do what they want to do. They are that like again, just genuinely them. Yes. 100%. Idols. That's who I want to open up for. So Idols, that sounds like, because that's the way Shan is. She's genuinely her. So you would marry Idols. <laughs> yeah. Idols got to open up for Foo Fighters mm. because of how genuine they are. They were at a festival with the Foo Fighters. Of course, Foo Fighters was like the headliner. Idols was just some tiny band, right? Well, a guy from the Foo Fighters, like, corporation whatever not the right word but you know family yep was watching these bands these little ones just for fun they saw idols and they're like man those guys are crazy so they were like hey we're looking for an opening band for foo fighters we like you would you be interested in that they're like we'll think about it because they didn't like foo fighters because foo fighters are popular right Mm -hmm. they don't want to be popular they want (laughs) to bring down establishment whatever you know whatever so they talk about it, they talk about it, and then as a band, and they're like, you know, maybe we should, because then we can, like, mess around with all their fans, and we can say that we don't like the Foo Fighters on the world tour with the Foo Fighters. That would be- So now they decided they do want to open, right? But they're, they just got an invite to be one of them, so they haven't chosen one yet. So they say, what, how are we going to stick out? How are we going to get to the Foo Fighters? So they take a picture of their bass player in just his underwear, <laughs> holding a notebook paper that says, pick idols for your opening band. <laughs> they print that photo. They turn it into a puzzle. <laughs> they send it in to get it made into a puzzle. They put the puzzle in a box, and they send it to the Foo Fighters. Oh, my God. That's just so... That's sweet. They That's put so it creative. together. They see the photo, and Dave Grohl, being a cool guy, yeah. says, uh, those are the guys that are coming with us. Yeah. So they they go on tour with them, and the Foo Fighters, yeah, they're popular. They're just like Coldplay. They don't really get shit on, though. But they're like Coldplay, and like they're the leaders of their genre. It's going to be harder to ever be bigger than the Foo Fighters. Right. But they're cool. They just happen to be that big, you know? Whatever. Mm-hmm. They worked at it and they got there. Yeah. So they had a blast on tour with each <laughs> other. And idols did what they said they were going yeah, to. Yeah, yep. They made fun of the Foo Fighters constantly on that tour. But and but they just didn't care. Yeah. Like, they were just like, yeah, okay, say what you want about it. We'll do it to you. I don't know. Did they do it to them, too? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. They probably just had banter back and forth yeah. throughout the show and... So there That'd you go, a, folks. That, that would be a fun show to go to. There you go, folks. Look up Idols if you like punk. It's really cool. And their videos are awesome. I like them on Tiny Desk. Oh, my gosh. Start your Idols journey, folks, on Tiny Desk. Search Tiny Desk Idols. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. You're welcome. Yeah, you're going to – you can't not like it. It's amazing. Nice. 
Well, sweet. Well, I think that was good for the the music section. Absolutely. That was great. Is there anything else you want to add before we get out of it, actually? No, I think that was perfect. Okay. We, we touched on education. We touched on the history of me and music. And then... Uh, and it's not like we're not going to have you on again. Yeah. Yeah, so if there's something that comes to mind after this, we'll bring it up next episode. We'll add a question to it, either on the random part, or we'll just have another music episode with you. Or... Cool. And if you guys out there have any questions that you uh, want us to ask him, hit us up. Yep. It's getting to be that time of the night where we put our dedication in for our favorite comedian. Well, we're not going to do our favorite comedian. Yeah, we're doing Josh's. Yeah, every time we have a guest on, I want them to dedicate to their favorite comedian. Even if we've already done a dedication to them, I feel we're going to go more in depth. We're not going to be doing any lists anymore. (coughs) We're just going to be doing a dedication for each episode. And again, when we have guests, they get a pick. When we don't have a guest, we're going to pick. I feel like it's fair, right? So, Josh, who are you picking? Norm McDonald. Norm Mcdonald. If you don't know who Norm McDonald is, you need to do some Google research yeah, you've been right living now. under a rock if you don't know who Norm is. <laughs> that guy's hilarious. He's one of my faves. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be fun when you have guests on to hear all the different comedians because you guys like everyone because you're comedians yep. you know just like we just did with music with me yep but not everyone likes all the comedians yep. and i i like quite a bit but i have my genre my favorite genres and norm hits every box for me his clean comedy super hilarious and his dirty comedy is a it's hard to be dirtier than him because he's relentless yeah, it's crazy because he'll he'll say one joke that's completely clean. Everybody, it's good for the whole family, and all of a sudden he is just okay. Um, wait, yeah. did, what? Super <laughs> dirty. Yeah, he but, can uh, he can destroy better than anybody I know a heckler. Yeah. Oh yeah, he can just destroy a heckler <laughs> real quick. But Norm's just cool, man. His voice is hilarious. Alone, I love his voice. Yeah. His delivery, his timing. And his knowledge of comedy, he's a he's a comedic historian. He's oh, a yeah. he's a comedic he's a comedian nerd. Yeah, there's a lot of like I, that's the word that like I hear going around all the time. Like that's what Pete Holmes calls himself. He's just a comedy nerd where he knows everything and everything there is to know about comedy. And if he doesn't, well, he's gonna learn it because yeah, that's their passion. Him and Tracy Morgan are my top two, and I think they're actually the same type of comedian. Because Tracy does really clean jokes that are hilarious, and then he can get really dirty. Those are my two guys. And then I just had to say this. I know that Trey Parker and Matt Stone aren't stand-up comics, but I think they're the two funniest people on planet Earth. Yes, that is a very good statement. I know they're not stand-up, they're not traditional, but they are... They've done movies, they've done mm-hmm. South Park, they've done... They're, they're, uh, comedi- they're, they're comedians. Yeah, they're they're, in, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're comedic writers. Yes. Yep. Yep. Stand up, Norm and Tracy, but Norm right on top. Yep. But yeah, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. So I did a double de- dedication. You can do as many as you want. Yep. Yeah. Just because I had to say that, just the last little bit of my personality. I think South Park's the best show ever, and I think those guys are perfect. Dude, basketball yeah. was one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> yep. Team so, America. Uh, anything you want to plug? Well, we kind of plugged it already, but check out the Moonlight Community. That's my band. 
um, you're going to hear the other band members on this podcast eventually. Yeah, all of them. Um, Moonlight Community, we have two albums out on Spotify. Um, They're both great. The Gateway was first. Anin was second. We also have one single that's on Spotify called Minnesota Nice. It's not on either album. It's just a track by itself about Minnesota. Cute little song. Um, very summery. Song. Very summery. Yeah. yeah. And that's about it. I mean, if you want to come see the Moonlight Community. Got a, did, you wait. Got, you got a website? Well, yeah. TheMoonlightCommunity.com. Yeah. This might be after the show. Never mind. Go to TheMoonlightCommunity.com if you want to see us live. There'll be things on there. Um, of course, Facebook, Moonlight Community, YouTube. We have three. We have four music videos on YouTube. Check them out. Um, if you see there's a live show, come check it out. Um, yep. You're probably going to see me there. I'll, I'll most likely be at that show. Yep. We're really, really good live. Um, our albums are awesome, and we're proud of them. And the genres we go in and out of, we're very proud of. But... We're a live band. Yeah, you guys kill it. Wow. We yeah. are dedicated to live music. We're crazy. Yep. And if it, the song is soft and slow, we move soft and slow. But if we have a heavy song, we're throwing our bodies in every direction. Yeah. And it's all five. I yes. mean, it's a spectacle. And it's fun, too. We try to get the crowd interacting. We'll hang out afterwards. Um, so, yeah, if you liked this, check out our music. Check out our videos. Check out our website. Basically, if you just type in the moonlightcommunity.com and Google, or not yep. .com, just the Moonlight Community, yep. all of our resources come up. So, yep. And if you guys feel like you want to book them, you can contact uh, contact me on, on our Facebook and stuff, too. I have connections. Obviously, I live with, with one of the Moonlight Community members. <laughs> so I can... Get... Just anywhere, man. Yep. Yep. Reach out, do a live you show gotta at your see wedding. Him live. You got to see him live. And you got to see him live just to watch Josh on stage. Yep. Josh is all over. Usually you see a bass guitarist just standing there. Not Josh. Nope. One of my favorite things is just watching Josh once he, once he's in the zone and he's just looking at AJ. <laughs> he just, he's, just, he's just looking at him, just staring him down. And then, and then they just kind of go at it. It's It's fun. Yeah. All right, that was a great episode. Um, you can check us out at what's our website? www.thestupidestpodcast.com. Uh, I don't remember the rest. Com. Com. That's what it was. Check us out. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on YouTube now. Go, go like, comment, subscribe, yeah. text us. Absolutely. I don't have my number out there. Yeah, but don't, if you know don't me, text, text me. Don't yeah, text me. You can text me. I'll, I might not text back. You, you can comment. I'll reply to your comments. So yeah, he'll right. get he'll he'll get a hold of older you on contacts. I'm not very good at that on social media, so I'll I'll try to get to you. But texting is way easier for me if you know who I am. Josh, yeah. thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah thank you, Josh. For... That was a great episode. Again, if you are into music, we're probably gonna have. Uh, more music on here. We're gonna have Josh on here again. He's probably gonna talk about other com or other topics and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think he's he's gonna be a, a comeback for sure. Oh yeah, he'll be a regular. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Right. We'll see you guys later. Have Peace. a good one. Bye.